first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. Duval, Bangum, Westside, Jayville. Duval, Hustle Frank Cole, he real. Duval, Bangum, Billy, Rankin. Throw your D's in the air if you're from the Bangum. Duval, 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 Duval. If you're from a city, holler Duval. Chevy sitting too tall, okay. Jaguar on my plate, on my feet, two eight, four five on my hip, okay. said a lame nigga straight. We got to deep swell nigga. I can't even defund Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. I am your host, the Hot Take Hooligan Agent K. I'm rocking with the cannabis analyst, Agent J. Bitch, I sound good again. Holy shit. But I got that shit about a sister, what? man. What's and going on? Be mad as fuck. God damn it, his loud ass is back again. Ain't this about a bitch? Get COVID again, you loud nah. motherfucker. <laughs> it's a wrap. You listen to the intro from the last show. Taking the Minotaur Podcast. <laughs> God damn. But yo, shout out to the sponsors, Miller. CG, our group of talented designers, can take your ideas and create something special. Been needing to wrap your vehicle to promote your business? Or maybe creating new business cards to stand out in your field? Maybe you're looking to create a memorable gift for a friend. Call us today and speak with a member of our staff and let us handle your vision so you can focus on what's important. Call 904-771-5855 or visit mcg247.com for more information. Ooh, that's right, Miller Creative Group, man. And and while we on the topic of Miller Creative Group, we might as well go ahead and announce the winner of the Men in Teal Podcast Fantasy Football League, the first year we ran it. Mm-hmm. And we officially have a winner, man. Let me let me make sure I pull I got to give his team names. First of all, I just want to say that when I clicked on the app it was very disrespectful. It said <laughs> you tried with a golden thumbs up. <laughs> As it told me, I placed 15th uh, mm-hmm. overall, which I felt was, you know, probably, you know, it's probably not accurate. I, I had to do better than 15, but that's no. not it. Here, no, not at all. No, probably you, were, you were horrendous this year. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck ever. <laughs> it is uh, the hooligans, the Teal Street hooligans, Eric Berger. <laughs> With the winner, is the winner, rather. <laughs> Big Dog finished 12 and 2, and now I got ship him out. Hold on, hold on, wait. Oh, oh, wait a minute. What the fuck? That box wasn't saying it. Hold on. Huh? We'll open the box here. And a bingo. Infinity Hill Podcast Fantasy Football Chain, baby. I'm gonna go ahead and get that out. The big old Eric Berger, he won. Put it back in his box. Listen, Eric, you're not gonna get this bandana that's in here that it was sitting on. It just did it for prop purposes. I'm gonna keep that, but I think I'm gonna send it in the box. I send it in the box. The box is kind of fire. I'm the champ. <laughs> Shout out to Eric, man. Eric, Eric, you he on right now? Yeah. Eric, you want me, dog? 
Is, is, yeah, is he's Duval County on YouTube, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he yeah. won, bro. So hold on. You won that last game. Shout out to you, man. You won that last game here. Let's see. He won that bitch. 236 to 209. Good for you, dog. Shout yeah, out to Big Air. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> everybody ass in the playoffs. You should have just tried to get a trade. I'd gave you my players. I tried it with the trade. The trade deadline was too long. It was too late, and then you didn't. Uh, you didn't cut the players that I needed to. But it told me I tried too. I had ten wins. So. Oh, you was in there. Yeah, I finished in fifth. Fifth. See, I finished fifteenth. Fifth. Not that big of a difference. I mean, we was close to each other. You know. Yeah, I, not even. <laughs> I started Trevor Lawrence the whole season. That was a terrible idea. I started Trevor Lawrence the entire season. And it backfired. Trevor owes me. Yeah, right. see, I would have beat. I would have beat them, bro. I had three hundred points in those two weeks. Yeah, yeah, one sixty and one forty. You, you sound like UCF right now. What <laughs> the, the, the state? The state <laughs> champs? Not like you about to yeah, hang a national champs. You about to hang a banner? Yeah, I, I am about to hang a points. banner. You sound like the Colts right now. You sound nah, like the Colts. I don't sound like. I can't, I'm I ain't mad. I'm gonna say I ain't mad. I ain't kidding. I'm mad. Kitty man. Kitty man. <laughs> so, so let's slide right into that perfect segue. The fucking, if you haven't seen Hard Knocks, which I know every single one of you watching right now has definitely seen Hard Knocks. I know yeah. it. I know it because I know all of you watch Pornhub on a regular basis. And Hard Knocks on HBO was nothing short of Jaguar Pornhub. Oh, yeah. They were it was. We was fucking. It was incredible. <laughs> Everything about it was beautiful. Absolutely put you know what? We're just gonna play it. This is the worst thing ever. Slam <laughs> the fuck out that helmet. That shit was bad. Hey, what that boy hey, what that boy Hardy say? He what said that? boy shit is bad. Woo! That shit is bad. Ooh, I, I, I know how to. That locker room, don't nobody better not say shit. Nigga, nobody better not say shit on that fucking plane. You know what I'm saying, Tata? Don't nobody better not say shit on that joint. Like, bro. Oh, that nigga, I know that nigga Darius Lennon going through it. So I had to tweet that to Darius Leonard because the other day Kenny Moore posted still down or still still in my feelings about this. And Darius Leonard replied to his tweet and was like, I feel you, brother. So then I posted that video underneath of it <laughs> just so they know, like, we know you're going through it. And I just want to let you know that we know that you know that you're going through it. And uh, we appreciate the fact that you're going through it. We love the fact that you're going through it. So uh, did you get a chance to watch the entire episode? Yeah, yeah I well, what was the highlight for you? What was your favorite part? Well, not the feedback that I'm hearing from me. Yeah, <laughs> like what's it sound like, me or you? I hear myself. Oh, you know why? It's probably you got you. okay. Yeah, your phone. Or no, 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 no. I think, I think, I think we know though. Go ahead. <coughs> okay, but uh, my favorite part—I mean, my favorite part of the episode was, I guess. Uh, Shit, I guess Quiddy Pay talking talking like he wanted to get him. Uh, he, he got his first sack on Trevor. 
That was that great. He was going to get his last sack of the season. No, uh, no, not my last sack. Before My last sack of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Playoffs. yeah, that didn't happen. Mm-mm. That didn't happen. None of that happened. Mm-mm. You're not getting another chat. You no more sacks for you, Quitty. None. Oh, no. And I you, found out that he, uh, he paid twelve thousand dollars for a pair of sneakers, which it was, it was the Dior. Hey, them bitches hard. Is it the Dior? It was the the, uh, the the Air Jordan. Yeah, his coach, Dior. his coach, and that that interaction during yeah. that conversation was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was actually very entertaining. Did he, our, did he used to be with our coaches? No, okay. That coach? No, I, I don't think so. No, Not so that I, I mean, that's a decent. I mean, they just got some pretty cool coaches, I guess. That was a good. That was a really good episode. I mean, Frank Wright tried to tell them mm-hmm. they are over there right now, feeling like they're talking about ending our season. And yep. guess what? They're right. If we don't stop them, mm-hmm. and history says that we ain't gonna stop them, so we got to go in and defy history. And that's absolutely right. And when you really look at what happened in the game, now that we've had all this time to sit back, you know digest it out of the moment they threw that fucking game away mm-hmm. they, they, the entire game relies on it or goes on the shoulders of a, of a handful of guys and all of them live in the trenches yeah they bl- they have to blame the trenches for that loss <coughs> the offensive line could not could not win a battle against the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line they could not win and because of that, Jonathan Taylor could not get going. Yep, and, and then that, the pressure, it was pressure on Carson. Because of that, because look, as soon as you hit Carson Wentz, I was telling people at the stadium, they're like, oh, I'm like, bro, if y'all hit Carson Wentz, he's going to throw a pick. Like, it, it ain't no, like, that's what he does. You hit him, he starts, he just starts fucking up, bro. He's going to start throwing picks. Yeah. He's going to start getting loose with the ball, fumbling. He's going to make bad decisions, throw the ball in the dirt. And, Start, we just kept hitting him, and he just he did exactly what Carson Wentz does. It was crazy, and you know, early on, like like I said, I said before the season started, I felt like Carson Wentz was broken. I had never seen such poor quarterback play out of somebody as I saw from him his last season in Philadelphia. So when the Colts got him, I was excited. Yep. I was like, "Bet, <laughs> let's fucking go," because he's terrible. And then he started um, playing. <laughs> then he started playing like a motherfucker who wasn't broken. <laughs> Then he started cooking, right? Like the Ravens game and shit. And I was like, damn, this guy kind of nice. Um, he's he's actually proving me wrong. And um, I, I felt like, yo, the 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 protection is, is saving his life, basically. It's revitalizing because the receiving core is okay. Like, it's nothing to write home to mama about. It's that running game and the fact that he is protected. That's yeah, what saves Carson. Yeah. So when, when that line starts to deteriorate, though, Mm-hmm. And Quentin Nelson ain't looking like a gold jacket. Uh, Carson reverts back to the old Carson. Oh yeah, what uh, what's, what's Kate Bell say? He's like, he call him uh, call him Carson Wentz. W I N C E. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, have you seen these potato chips? What potato chips? That means no. Then that means no. That means no. Yeah. So Lay's is doing a promotion. Mm-hmm. Where uh, they, <laughs> it's called Golden Grounds, mm-hmm. and these potato chips are grown from soil that has been mixed with soil from the field. So it's all thirty-two teams. Okay. Like it's twenty-nine because of the fields. Yeah, it's New York and LA teams. So you can basically, and you can't buy these in the store. You have to win them 
In order mm-hmm. to do that, you have to go follow Lays on Twitter oh, and no, then tweet them with a hashtag, uh, hashtag Lays Golden Grounds or hashtag Sweepstakes. And then your team's official NFL hashtag, which is the Duval with the Jaguar logo. Um, you have to tweet why they should give it to you, why you're you know a fan of your team, et cetera. Um, the bag is kind of raw. I would like to put those on a shelf back there. I don't know about eating the chips that are made from the soil of TIA Bank Field. Like maybe if they could have got the soil from like the 90s, you know, that would taste like. <coughs> but the soil from now probably just tastes like tears. Like not very good, like shit. You might, like, you might have you might have Marcus Mariota broken leg. Uh, you might get you might get a little bone fragment from Mariota. Mm-hmm. Little bone fragment there. The tears of Tyrod and the Buffalo Bills. Probably get a little bit of that mixed in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tears of Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Uh, probably yeah. get a little bit of that mixed in. Tears of every Indianapolis Colts game since 2014. A little bit of that mixed in. I mean, that, that might sweeten them up a little bit. Yeah. Ooh, I you wonder know? what the flavor would be. I, I don't know. The Maybe sadness of like, like, what does sadness taste like? Uh, that's hard like what does sadness taste like I don't know I don't know I don't know did you did you enter already yeah of course mm-hmm. I'm trying to get it I actually DM'd him too I slid okay. in the DMs real smooth like I was like Lays I sent him a teal dick pic teal okay. dick I'm trying to be like you heard about the pickles the baseball team I'm trying to be like the pickles no, what happened? Come on. Oh, you got to get on Twitter more. Yeah, bro. I've been, um, well, I've been <laughs> off for the last couple of days, but. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so the, the, there's a, there's a baseball team, right? Like the Jumbo Shrimp, one of those type of baseball teams, yeah. minor league teams. Uh, the Pickles, whose mm-hmm. mascot decided to take a selfie in the dugout. And all you can see, like, he's a pickle, right? So he's green and he's wearing a baseball uniform, but he's got the zipper down and he's got just this pickle sticking up. Out of the zipper, mm-hmm. straight stiffy pickle. So it's a dick pickle, uh, but it's, it's a real pick, but it's a pickle though. It's a pickle, okay. yeah. And uh, it says new phone. Who this? Mm-hmm. Uh, hilarious. That's funny. That's fucking great. That's I love. I, I, I love that, that these companies yeah. are cool with with uh, letting the like, younger generation control social media for them. Because it would be terrible if like somebody in their forties or fifties was running social media accounts because they don't understand social media. Um, so it's beautiful. Like it would be like, like, like if you had old old heads running social media, you wouldn't get beautiful things like, um, I don't know, like, like, like this. This wouldn't be a thing if it was run by old heads. This mm. is the greatest thing Ten Ten has ever done right now, and and you you don't even realize how great it is until we zoom into this and you can actually see right here on that trophy is <coughs> the BBC champ. <laughs> that says BBC champ. It does say BBC champ. A one. Oh my god! <laughs> that says BBC champ on that trophy, and I don't. <laughs> she is. She's loving it too, bro. She's eating it up. Does she not know? She knows now, by the way, because a friend of hers sent her this. Sent it oh, over to her. He told. He sent ours. Yes. Yeah. He said, "You're officially famous. You've been memed." Mm-hmm. And then he sent her the picture. Yeah, that is oh, fucking hilarious. You, this young white woman, is holding a trophy that in says, her hand that says 
BBC champ. And it's I don't. It she's has to ch- be on purpose. <laughs> she's she's the champ of BBC, bro. Right? This I mean, shit has to be going, on purpose. She has been going crazy, and there's only there, and they get rid of, and there's not. And I'm I would assume there's not that many BBC at ten ten because. They fired. They, they don't really have any. They got rid of them all. It's only E.T. This E.T. logo right there. <laughs> E.T. Yeah, made the trophy. That makes it even funnier. I know. There's no e way. The... There's especially no way that E.T. didn't know. There's no way oh, that no, they did knew. not know this. Oh, they all knew. Well, not, not, maybe she didn't know. Maybe she didn't know. Nah, she knows what a BBC <laughs> is, bro. I'm not going to count. Look at her right now, bro. She's holding. I should have crying. And I don't get it because Breakfast Bowl champ. I get it. Okay, BBC. But why put BBC champ? Because the C is is champ in the acronym. It's already Mm -hmm. in the acronym, so it doesn't make sense. This has to be intentional. (laughs) It has to be. And guess what? Good. It's a win. It's a win for social media. Good for you, 1010. It's hilarious. I I didn't tweet this. I didn't put it on there and respond and tweet to it because I don't want to do her like that. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be like this. I didn't want it to go like too viral and be a thing with her because she yeah. is, she is very, I like her. She, I like, I like what she does. I like the Helmets and Heels broadcast. I'm about I to do. say, you know, the radio station already don't like us. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even want to do that because I didn't want to draw that kind of heat. Well, that's yeah. immature bullshit. No, that's fucking funny, is what that is. You have a BBC trophy and it yeah, says man. you're the BBC champ. That yeah. shit is fucking funny. She that is that shit up with a, she, that, she said she eat that dick with the spoon, boy. <laughs> Get it off the fucking screen. Get it the fuck out of here. Oh. oh shit. I can't breathe. Oh, stop it, I say. Um that is that is great. That is greatness right there, personified. Um also, while we on the topic of 1010, before we slide into our guest, um there was a tweet made by, uh, you know, Tintin. They like to do the question of the day yeah. on Jaguars today. Uh, and the question was asked, if the Super Bowl was Titans versus Rams, who would you pull for? Surprisingly, it is a 80 to 20 Rams over the Titans. Only surprising. 80 to 20. That's not surprisingly. Really? 20% of Jaguar fans would pull for the Titans. Yeah, but some people don't like some people don't hate the Titans. Yeah, but like at all? Like I hate Jalen Ramsey. Okay. I despise what he did. Okay. So if that was the Super Bowl, first of all, I'd like to say this. That's the first Super Bowl I ever watched. Was the yeah. Titans Rams Super Bowl in ninety nine. First one I can mm-hmm. remember watching as a kid. That would be the one Super Bowl I wouldn't watch. If the Titans yeah. played the Rams, I would not watch it. Because I would not want to see Jalen succeed, and I damn Ooh. sure won't want to see the Titans succeed. Because right now it's a race for a title, right? Like they can say they went and knocked us out, but bitch, you don't have a trophy. Yeah. So you you are no better than us. You might be in a better position right now, you think, to succeed and get one. Obviously, because you in the dance this year, so that puts you there for sure. Yeah, but but you, but you, but you still got one. Yeah. But you don't have one. But yeah. when you get one, then then it's gonna be like talking to a Colts fan. That shit is annoying as fuck. We got two yeah. rings, bitch. You have one ring. Baltimore don't count. Fuck that. You got one ring, Indy. Um, but yeah, so they harp on it. I, I, I don't want to deal with that, but I do find it interesting. So I was, I was having a conversation with Tony Smith from Jaguars today on Twitter and going back and forth about it. Like I, I kind of chalked it up to recency and the younger fans not hating the Titans at all, really. And more so just hating Jalen. Mm-hmm. Cause if you've only been a fan for the last decade, 
he is probably enemy number one? Oh, oh, oh no, you said they would want. Hold on, but yeah, but you said, but they said eighty percent, eighty percent for the Rams to win. Yes, for the Rams to win. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah, next, yeah. So the, well, we were talking about that twenty percent. I think the shot. You, you think you probably you, you thought it would have been around like ninety to ninety five ish. I think yeah, I thought it would be yeah. yeah. And I think that's what they were expecting because Tony brought it. You know, Tony tweeted out, and I kind of responded to him. Uh, was like, uh, "Whoa, they just hate Jalen as much or more than they hate the Titans." And then here's where it hit me. Are you ready for this? I'm gonna give you the the mind blown moment. You ready for this? Jalen Ramsey. The hatred for Jalen Ramsey should 100% fall on the Titans' shoulders because Jalen Ramsey is a Tennessee-born boy who grew up a fan of the Titans, who then came to the Jacksonville Jaguars and broke our hearts and turned his back on his teammates and faked the injury to get out of here, and that's all because he's a Titan-loving motherfucker. So it's his fault. It's the Titans' fault. So if you hate Jalen, you got to hate the Titans even more because the Titans planted him here on purpose. It was all part of the plan. Mm-hmm. It was a part of – mind blown. It's a part of the plan. But Jalen Ramsey will sit here to fuck Hall us up. Play, yeah, but Hall of Fame players probably should win championships, and I wouldn't mind if he won. I don't want Tennessee to ever fucking win nothing. But if he wins, then it's Tennessee I, wins. I don't give a fuck, bro. That'll, be, that'll, that'll fit the part. That'll, that'll just fit the story. Former Jags win Super Bowls. That's fine. You know what? You know it's not a story. The Titans win the Super Bowl. Fuck them, bro. True. True. Fournette just won one last year, bro. Like, like in the man. Yeah. If the Titans win the Super Bowl, guess what? In the man. Yeah, you're gonna be Extreme. hot. Extreme. In the man. Very, very, very. But you know what? They're not gonna get a ring before us. You know why? Why? Who's our coach? Byron. That's why. Because yeah. next season. Who's our coach? Byron. Who? Byron. Say what up to Byron. What's up, Byron? What you thankful for next football season? He's right. Jesus Christ and Byron. Who? Byron. Who? Byron. Who the Jags next head coach? Byron. Who? Byron. That's right. That's That's right. That's right. You know what, though? Speaking of coaches, speaking of coaches, I'm going to bring on. After I fix my camera. Former Jacksonville Jaguar strength and conditioning coach, my guy, friend of the show, Mr. Sean Carf. Bring him on. Let's go. (coughs) That's a, I like that. We'll give him another. (laughs) They should have never gave me these buttons, bro. They should have never gave me these buttons. If I I ever lost my buttons, you know what? I'll be mad. <laughs> so fucking mad. Sean, what's going on, man? It's been a minute. How are you, my guy? I'm doing better. What's up? Shit, we just living, man. You know, yeah, living yeah. out here. Try, you know, trying to fucking make, you know, speak it into existence. Who's our coach? Byron. Yep, that's it. That's all we trying to do. That's all we trying to do. If if Byron comes in and Byron says, hey, yo, Sean, we want you to come back. You going to come back? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I really, I really lost. Like, I mean, I grew up watching the Jags, and I really lost the, you know, being just being around it all day, every day. When you lose, like 
as a fan, you just turn the shit off and you just go do whatever you want. Well, I got to go back in on Monday morning and be around everybody after a loss. So it's, I don't know. I, I, I definitely, uh, like military, um, they want to bring me on as a liaison and, you know, do some stuff with the team. And, and, and I wouldn't mind doing that where it's every once in a while. And, but yeah, not, being not every day. It. Yeah. You don't want to be in the trenches with it no more. That shit. Yeah. Like I said, it just, ugh, fuck that. Constant, yeah. constant, constant. Well, I know that you, you spent, so you spent, uh, what, how many, how many seasons were you with Jacksonville? Uh, 17 to uh, last year. 17 to last I told, year. Okay. And, so I think uh, I went on the show 19, maybe. Um, and I told you, mm-hmm. I said, or you asked, all right, if we have another losing season, you asked me something, and I was like, I'm going to quit. <laughs> I'm going to move <laughs> on. If, yeah. like, I'll, I'll take responsibility for it. And that's, I mean, I, I lived up to it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what have you been up to since walking away from uh, from your position in Jacksonville? What have you been doing this last season? I uh, started a pressure washing company, um, a leg up pressure washing. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, I feel like a sense of accomplishment. I I can see the before and after, and and so it, it's really cool to be able to start something from you know couple thousand dollars to start a business and and just um watching it grow right now that's awesome man so you said leg up pressure washing mm-hmm. and i went ahead i posted that down below so those of y'all that are in need of any services like that man the leg up pressure washing 904-859-0931 you can call you get a former jaguar coach out there pressure wa- now this is <laughs> i make fun of brandon we got a buddy brandon mm-hmm. all right B-Mac, who pressure washes his driveway all the time. And I'm like, bro, that's serial killer shit. Like, what are you doing? And Like, why are you out there spraying the concrete? Okay. And he's like, I want my driveway to be clean. I was like, that's really some serial killer shit. Like, you just drive on that all day. It's dirt all around it. What the fuck? But that's a real thing. Like, people are serious about those fucking driveways. They want them shits clean. I think that shit is incredible that people do that. You got some homeowners associations that don't play, and they yeah. don't have a choice. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So how long have you been doing that now? Probably about six months now. Um, I did a office job for a little while and really just couldn't stand being in front of a computer. So mm-hmm. um, I have a friend who owns uh, Bullseye Pressure Washing, and you know he's he had an extra trailer a bunch of equipment and I bought it from him and really was just going to do it, you know, at the house and friends and stuff like that part time. And I started making so much money doing that on the side. I was making more money than I was working at my regular job. So I took over and just start, started uh, doing it full time. And it's crazy. I never thought I'd own a business, especially after, you know, I, like last, the uh, last season I was with the Jags, I've, Got my master's degree. I got my strength certification and just said, you know what? I'm done with this. And uh, now, like, I could – I think I like it mostly because I got the – you got the hustle. Like, you right. – like, whatever work, whatever you do, like, that, that's on you. And so if you don't want to work, you can stay at home. But 
I mean, I want to make money, so I, I go out and do as many as I can. So, mm-hmm. right, sure, as you should, you gotta catch all them pops, man. Yeah, so everybody, we, we tuned in now. You, you're rocking with Sean Carf, man, former Jacksonville Jaguar strength and conditioning coach. Man, the last time you were on. You shared some funny stories, but you was employed by the Jags then, okay? So you was a little <coughs> limited. Uh, you were very careful with your words at that point. In time. We, were, we were very careful with our questions and what we asked because we didn't want to get you in trouble or nothing like that. Shout out awesome. to Dave Cicelo in the house. Dave Cicelo, same old Jags. D-Sizzle. A.K.A. New Era Jaguars group. Uh, Dave Cicelo in the house, man. Shout out to him. Um, but one of the stories you told then you told us about Jalen Ramsey stays my favorite story about Jalen Ramsey putting a, a an assistant in the trash can, and uh, <laughs> that was that was gold, man. So I gotta ask, you gotta give me some more, man. What? Give me some more Jacksonville Jaguar locker room stories, man. Some of the craziest stuff you saw happen uh, that you are comfortable sharing. I know you got some good stuff. What you got for us, man? What you got for the people? And those of you watching right now, man, send any questions you have for Sean. Go ahead and send that into the comments, and we'll ask right here on the air. But what what other crazy stories did you experience during your three, four years in Jacksonville? Man, so um, I don't know if I shared this one with you. Um, and I I really don't want to say names because I, I do respect, uh, you know, that right. bond in the locker room. But there was a... Uh, I don't think anybody would know who this player is anyways, but uh, he was a special guy back in, it was like either 17 or 18. Um, I'm sitting there on the practice field and one of the, this player comes up and he's like, Hey, you know, um, I was going to join uh, the military. So, you know, but I couldn't, I couldn't join because I got too many traffic citations and, um, but I was playing call of duty um, to get ready to join the military. And I was like, just so blown away. Like somebody could think that playing a video game was going to get them ready to join the military. <laughs> Bro, what the f- <laughs> I feel disrespected. Like I'm, I, I'm not even a veteran. I feel disrespected by that statement. Like, yeah, like what? <laughs> It come from somebody who plays the fuck out of Call of Duty. Like, why would you? Like, I never in my life would ever think like you know. What I'm like, I know why I didn't want to sign up to go into the military, right. but it had nothing to do with like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, yeah, man, I think I, I, mean, I, think I could do it, man. Like, wow. like, no, nah, man. All just, uh, uh, that, now, that, do you do you play Call of Duty, Sean? <laughs> um, I used to. I don't. Okay. I haven't played a video at all, but. Yeah. I used to play Call of Duty, and um, I, I was I one of my it, former trainers, my buddy of mine, real close buddy Rob. He um he was a sniper, and he served, and he did multiple tours overseas, and he's got like real bad PTSD. Like it really affects him. You can't walk up and like if you startle him in any way, like it really bothers him, and he'll like he can't drive and shit. Like it's pretty it's pretty brutal. He's a bodybuilder, real great guy, one of the sweetest guys I know, great human being, but um. Like he can't even play games and shit like that. So you know, I know, I know it is. It's, it's very sensitive. It's a very sensitive topic. For somebody to just walk up and be like, "Yeah, I, I played Call of Duty to prepare to join the military," that seems incredibly so, disrespectful. Yeah, and when um, at, when he said that, um, I was standing next to Brian Inger, the punter, and uh-huh. um, 
And so he goes running into, um, you know, the play to do whatever he was going to do on defense. And I'm sitting there looking at Brian and he's looking at me like, did he really say that? And, uh, <laughs> and then I said, yeah, well, I mean, I was going to, uh, play in the NFL. So I just started playing Madden and, you know, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started on, yeah. I started on NCAA and then I worked right. my way on the Madden. Yeah. So, yeah and I know, Hey, by the way, by the way, I play all Madden, by yeah, the way. Okay. I'm not on rookie or pro. I'm all Madden. So I'm real, clearly ready for the league. Real nice. The fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, let's jump to the comments. We got a couple questions. This is a good one. I don't know if you want to name any names, but this is funny. So, I mean, maybe you won't mind. Uh, who had the worst hygiene on the roster during your time there? <laughs> who was funky in the locker room? I don't know if I ever got that. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, Patrick. Patrick McGugan. McGuigan. I'm going with McGugan. I like McGugan. Damn! Somebody it's was gotta be, or, gotta or be some, or gotta somebody be alignment, who, right? or who just fart, or who uh, who just be out there farting uh, all the time? Because that's that's technically hygiene too. If, if somebody is. just just always just ripping and they only just brazzing about it, they don't give a fuck. They just fart like farting the trainer. Walk face past crop people. crop dusting everybody. <coughs> Have you ever? No, answer this first, then I ask you. <laughs> <laughs> It's got, I mean, it's got to be one off lineman, but gotta like be. to me, none of them it out. I mean, but yeah, like when, when he asked the question, it reminded me of um, Ngakwe trying to. Um, I remember coming back from the practice field and there's big commotion and everything. And um, Ngakwe had short temper, obviously. You know, he, he was always about to fight somebody, but. Um, Dante Fowler. I remember. Yeah, I remember somebody was using, I guess, his shower that he always used, and he came in there. It was like, um, basically, hey, that's my shower. And first said, "The fuck it is," and uh, and then so they 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 were about to fight and everything, and it was over a shower, like. <laughs> I don't know why that reminds me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can totally believe that we are too. Yeah, I can believe it because he always he just. But like I said, he's just. But I mean, you gotta football. I mean, people play with an edge. I guess he just always has an edge. He just but it's just like. But that. But he that's why like, he seemed like one of them guys. Very fiery. Very. Well, you can see on Twitter. Well, you can see on Twitter. Like when he, and he like was, he, he he's calm. He doesn't be. He's not on Twitter. He doesn't wild out on Twitter as much as he used to. But he used to yeah, be real he, wild on Twitter. <laughs> but, he's like one of my, my favorite players to be around, just because he's like he's got some screw. So I feel yeah. like I fed. I, see, yeah. yeah, I see. I feel like you would have got. I think you would have got uh, got along good with Jahar Ward. Oh man. No. Oh, Hottie's a trip. I, man, it's funny. My wife, um, at the beginning of the year, you know, when we saw, you know, Urban Meyer come, and, um, we actually had some glimmer of hope um, when the season, like before the season started. And 
she's like, don't you, don't you wish you were out there with them? And I was like, yeah, you know, I miss it. Um, and then like towards the end of the year, I looked at her and I said, no, I don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I said, dodge that bitch. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got, look, I would have got kicked. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm I'm mad as fuck yeah. that you weren't there. I want yeah. I wish I, oh, yeah, wish, I wish you were as much as I'm I'm very glad that you found peace as yeah. part of this business. I'm hey, happy hey, for you. That fucking show. But boy, if we <laughs> had you in there and was able to really know what the fuck was going on, because I know it was an adventure every fucking day in that building. I can yeah. only imagine. Oh, yeah, this definitely was the year to have a to have an inside source. Because this yeah, is crazy. I and I remember um, you know, talking to a couple players and like they're like like just shaking their head, like, man, I'm so glad you're not here. And I'm like, damn. Mm. At the dude, I went to training camp, like before training camp started, watch practice and it seemed so hyped and it, like the whole practice was different. Like it just everybody looked like they were smiling and stuff. So I guess uh once everything started coming around, like training camp and everything, that's when stuff started changing. But oh, at the beginning of the year, I thought it would be different. I thought it was going to be special. Let me, now let me ask you this. We're we tuned in right now. You're tuned in with Sean Carf, man, uh, former Jacksonville Jaguars strength and conditioning coach, now owner of a leg up pressure washing company. Make sure you get at him. Um, what uh, the, the, the situation in Cincy, right, with, with, with Urban not coming home with the team? How rare was that? Like, was that really everything was blown up to be? The the fact that he didn't travel back with the team? Is that something that you've ever heard done before? Do you think it was that big of a deal? What was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, in the four years I was with the Jags, no one ever did not get on the plane to fly back home. So, especially a head coach. Um like to me, that is that's so disrespectful. To me, I mean, would you have ever been allowed to do that, even as a strength and conditioning coach? Were you allowed to not fly back home with the team? Hell no, no. Um, and it it was crazy. Like the last year I was there was that you know pretty big COVID year. Um, where started off the season where I think we were the only team that had fans in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but like, I remember we weren't even allowed to leave the hotel. Like, like it was crazy that last year, but right. no, that's, that is insane to me that somebody at that caliber would, you know, from that moment on, like I felt good about the team. And then when that happened, I was like, all right, you might as well let him go. Like, we, we were actually at that game. We all traveled to Sensi. We went about 10, 12 deep out there. We got a section. Uh, we were there. It was an incredible game. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, it was week four, and it really looked like everything was coming together. It the was, first half. Oh, it was Shit. so good. I, I wish I would have we went was, to his, I, I wish I would have went to the bar with him, bro. I wish, we I wish was I selling to bar. out, Sean. We was, oh, my God. The level of disrespect I was demonstrating in that stadium. Because where we was at, there was like a hole just concrete. I was just walking back. I was doing a Ric Flair. I'm wooing at people. I'm screaming at this one guy with glasses that keeps looking at us, looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, yeah, Specs. How about that, Specs? What you think? <laughs> like, every field goal we make, I'm like, we're going to the fucking Super Bowl. We got a kicker. 
Like I'm going crazy. We are dominating them. Great game. What's uh, right? Was that? Wasn't that uh, Wright's first game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the very first kick, I'm like, oh, shit. He makes the extra point. I'm like, let's go. He's got a kicker. And then he missed the thing. Then he missed the field goal. Oh, man. But we didn't care because we put the points to Will. So it was one of those situations, man. He was just like, man, this is beautiful. And it really did. The team looked like they was on a rise. It looked like an upswing. It looked like we were going to be fine. That might have been the moment that really broke things for this franchise because then you started to see them kind of go back down, and then Miami comes. We win that. And then you see the locker room. You see the excitement and the love that they had, and, you know, they was hugging Urban, picking him up. And you was thinking, okay, maybe maybe they're kind of blowing it out of proportion. Maybe it's not that big of a deal, but clearly it was. I, like I said, man, I wish, I wish for my own selfish reasons that you would have been in, that little, in those locker rooms just so I could see and hear because nobody's ever going to tell us. They're never going to tell us until the 30 for 30 comes out. 30 oh. for 30. ESPN oh, 30 for 30. Urban Meyer. It's going to come <laughs> out. <laughs> two, fing- two fingers. Mm-hmm. One team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, fuck. Like, that's when we're going to find out. But until then, you know, we're never really going to know. Nobody's going to speak on it until then. Uh, Real Melancholic says, what was the most frustrating situation you had with a player? Um, probably dealing with Ramsey. <laughs> I don't know. He was, he's just one of those guys that just, you know, that basically, you know, you're trying to get him to do stuff and he, he's looking at you like you're crazy. Um, that was the most frustrating, especially seeing him, like the way he interacted around the other players and, um, like, breaking huddles and stuff and and he's 10 feet away from everybody with his hand out like and everybody's tight you know um like that working with him was very frustrating just because it was like first person i saw that you know i mean he's a shitty shitty personality man he's a a dickhead so i mean and that i mean that's but that's kind of what happens i think when you get not all superstars are going to be like that, but that's a. I think that's just a, a, a type of superstar, and that's the type of superstar he is. He's a fucking dickhead, and I mean, it's just we see, you know, what I'm saying we see how he conduct business, like as on the outside, but like I said, you on the inside. I don't. I can call. I can call him a fucking dickhead, <laughs> but that's but that's exactly, but that's exactly what he is. I mean, you know, what I'm saying so. I I completely understand because. Having, we already say we already have our own personal reasons why we don't like them, and we don't even know the inside making. So I know how people can feel. <laughs> yeah. I definitely can feel how people can feel because God. Yeah, he's. I mean, he seemed like that type of guy. Yeah. Patrick. Patrick has. Uh, he said one more question, and it actually segues perfectly. Did Jalen so get sure. clowned by the team for the? You tell me. In that interview, <laughs> was, was there any was, was there anybody making fun old Jalen in there for that? Yeah, yeah. You tell me. Interview. Uh, uh, so every every year the rookies do a a rookie show, and I forgot who did it. I think it may have been Smoot, um, but they had on the 
funny. You know, they had somebody sitting there like interviewing, um, like they were interviewing Jalen Ramsey, and and then like he whole bit funny as hell. Like, and the whole team was cracking up. Like, I remember when the video first came out, and I saw it, and I watched it over and over and over, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> smooth. <laughs> I've never I've never seen an interview like that to this day. That was the weirdest thing mm. I've ever seen. Tell like, me. To this day, it seemed intentional. It, 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 looked really like was, it looked like that was his first fight. Yeah. Like, it like was, he, got his, he, got like the, he got his first fight. Like he, he got should, his first fight. He should be still, better than that. He was still amped up. You tell him, but it just then he also you can be he been around, you can tell that. Uh, he was probably only around his pops when it came to football and training. He was around his mom and his auntie a lot because he'd do a lot of sucking his teeth and popping his neck and sounded real insane. So, <laughs> but... <laughs> that was that was crazy. That was it crazy. Was, that was wild, bro. I'll talk about Twitter went crazy after uh, that. Remember Nod Ross dropped a video? Yeah, oh, it was so me? good. Nod Ross. Nod Ross comedian. Yeah. Shout out Nod Ross out of Jacksonville. Oh, Funny-ass comedian. He, he redid Nod a parody Ross, to it, and it was hilarious. It was spot on. It was just the neck rolling and everything. Great question. <laughs> oh, Great man. question. We uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. We are live right now with Sean Carr, former strength and conditioning coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars, friend of the program on previously, now owner of a leg up pressure washing company. If you guys need any pressure washing services, if you want to be a serial killer and get your driveway pressure wash, or if you need your siding pressure wash or whatever the case may be, uh, go on ahead. You can get it done right here. Call Sean at 904-859-0931 or visit him online, www.alegupressurewashing.com. Looks like Big Duval, winner of the Men in Teal Podcast Fantasy Football Chain, has a question. Uh, he says, how is Miles Jack as a person? He seems like a very quiet guy. Miles Clowns. But... Um, man, he he's like a, a person that's like hard to like put your thumb on. You know what I mean? Like he's like one minute you're like, oh, he don't, you know, he doesn't care, and then next minute he's over here making candles and next <laughs> like and um, I remember like our first his first couple years there, like it seemed like he hated the weight room and he hate you know. I don't know if it was him not liking the head straight coach or just giving the head straight coach a hard time. He would show up with his uh, shoes, you know, in his hand, walk into the weight room with his shoes, putting his shoes on. Uh, like, just like he's trying to be disrespectful to the guy because he, you know, he knew he was going to get something out of him. But, uh, but I hung out with, that's probably one of the players that I've, you know, been around the most, and um, mm-hmm. he came, actually came to my my house housewarming party. Him and Calais, um, only two players, you know, that I invited over, and they they both came over. But he's man, he's um, definitely maturing. Like when I was around him the first couple years, you know, you could tell he was young and immature, and and um, I know last off season we were talking and. He would send. He was sending me videos of him, you know, lifting and um, getting ready for the next season. So I was like, man, he's he's actually taking that next step. And so, but 
great dude um and uh just somebody that you like that's the guy you want on your team like he he's gonna give you everything no matter what we love the miles jack hate that has come this season is has been crazy to see like you'll see fans now saying trade miles uh he's overrated and i just i don't see it miles jack is the only consistent superstar on that defense you know josh allen has the ability to and he has had flashes uh superstar yeah. seasons um but Miles Jack has year in and year out been the best player on that defense. Yeah, without, and without a doubt, and, and still dealing with should be changed. Like the defense hadn't Constant changed, changes. but now, but now they just they keep they've been switching his position in that they were switching his position in the one defense, and now Outside we're in the linebacker whole, the middle yeah. linebacker. Take the green dot from him, give it to somebody else. <laughs> give the green dot back. And then now you're in a whole different defense this year, completely. And it just got you first, and, first and, time, first time in your career. Yeah, you've been in this defense. Completely so different ball game. So it's like, all right, let's go. I'm gonna rock out. He missed yeah. some games, but rocking out, bro. He to me he rocked out all season, bro. Like I don't know if he got any picks, but he's very tackle. He made a lot of tackles this year again. I mean, so shout out, shout out, Marino, man. Marino tuned yes. in with us right now. Marino, a veteran. Uh, Marino's actually currently serving now. He uh, just went. He just graduated drill instructor school, Sean. That man graduated drill instructor school. One of our uh, one of our biggest um, viewers, man, constantly tuned in. Even through mm -hmm. drill instructor school, he was sneaking devices and watching the show, man. <laughs> Mr. Marina, he tried. He'd call in. He couldn't talk because his voice was all fucked up. He was. Mm -hmm. you, you. You. Did you have? Did you have uh, <coughs> good, good relationships with your drill instructors, man? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe there's a school for it, Sean. I just couldn't believe there was a school for it. I feel like if I wasn't covered in tattoos and I lived a different life, my <coughs> loud ass would have been great at drill instructor school. I love to yell. It's one of my favorite things. I would have fucking killed drill instructor school. Like, I rapped like a drill instructor. That was my whole my whole gimmick was screaming into a microphone. So I would have been great at that. I, but what? There's definitely, uh, you know, there's... There's definitely a, a need for that. I mean, those. It's funny, man, because at the beginning, like you hate your drill instructors. Like they, they just, they just keep shitting on you. And but as as it progresses and you start getting like closer to uh, graduation, like you have so much respect for them. And um, I feel like it's. <laughs> I feel like as Coach Coughlin, um, as you know the players when they're there, they hate them, and then they they leave and and um, you know no longer coach by them, and then they they respect them because you you always know what you're gonna get at least. Right. I mean, he's but but like my drill instructors, you know, I always I always remember those three guys and um, and what you know what they taught me and what um, lessons I learned from them and how crazy one of them was the dude always carried like seven knives on him and he would tell you he's like i got seven knives on me if you don't believe me and he starts pulling knives out and i'm like what the f <laughs> what the first six six Ooh. knives were I mean, they weren't enough but that dude was insane and i was like um and he would tell us every day yep one look to your left look to your right Two of you are not gonna make it. And I'm like, what? What? 
<laughs> two. Like, that's what you say every day. Mm. You know, like I don't know if this is this is true. I don't think the <laughs> odds are one in three. <laughs> right. One in three. One in three. Try, yeah. Trying to prep it, but actually, I mean, look, my, my pops told me stories of his uh his drill instructors, he ever he was in the Marines in what like 83. He said that he said that's when they could see he said that's when they can that's when they could drop the F word on you and uh and didn't nobody blink an eye. It it was encouraged. Right. So. Marino said his recruits hated him at the beginning because uh I'd fucked them up constantly because they pissed me off. But like Sean said now, the last three weeks they love me more than the senior drill instructor, basically the dad role. So yeah, man. Shout out to Marino, man. Glad that you could tune in with us. Great show for you to tune in with us. Hey, shout out to that first class graduate. You said, uh, let's yeah. say February. Uh, what? What do you say? February eleventh. February eleventh. His first. His first class yep. will be the yep. graduate, man. So that's what's up, man. Marino is out here training soldiers to defend this country. Shout out yeah, to man. Him. Shout out to him, man. Always respect, man. Facts. Where facts, is he? Yeah. Uh, Where are you out of, Marino? Where you at right now? Where are you out of? That's a sandalwood boy, too. Mm-hmm. Marino. He actually, you know, we sent him some shirts out there to uh, his house. He still live. Well, his house was still out there by sandalwood before that. Uh, while we wait for that, what's your thoughts on the coaching search right now? I, I'm assuming, so kind of like you said, you know, being able to be out of it now, not in the building every day, you don't have to own every loss like you did before. So I, I would assume your level of fandom has kind of re vitalized a little bit maybe at the wrong time because we're pretty shitty uh but what what do you see is the need for this team in the coaching department do you have a favorite where would you like to see them go to me uh, like going going to uh coach meyer that never coached at nfl uh at that level like you know for me it's just I want to go with a coach that has been there before, um, you know. So, like to me, like the Doug Peterson or so, like somebody that has been there. But like I see the, I see the, um, you know, Byron Leftwich. That, that right there is intriguing, just because. Who's I our mean, coach, Byron? <laughs> like that. Like I don't know, like. I don't know. Being an offense coordinator for what three years now? Yeah, three years. Quarterbacks coach prior to that. Yeah, um, but quarterbacks I, like coach I said, prior I, to that, <laughs> and he was gifted play calling responsibilities in his last year as a quarterbacks coach as well. And and I mean, and a lifetime, and is a lifetime quarterback. I mean, true. I mean, it's a, so I mean, the, so I feel like the offensive. So any of the offensive stuff, this is a you know. He's been he's played at a pretty high level. He set I he mean, was a he, top pick, right? Yeah, he was a top, a top pick. pick. He was brought in to be the savior of a franchise. Yeah. So he's a top pick brought in to be a savior of a franchise. Yeah. Uh it didn't work out for him at that particular yeah. time. He goes and becomes a backup. And behind everybody says hall, one of the greatest coaches, them. one of the greatest yeah. coaches on the team is the backup quarterback because he's the guy relaying calls. He's constantly around. Um, with the Hall of Famer. With the, the first, Hall of Famer. The first ballot Hall of Famer. And right one of the there. greatest coaches in the yeah. NFL. 15 seasons, not a single losing season. And so, that's why Bruce but look, and that's why Bruce Arians that's why Bruce Arians trust him because right. he was the offensive coordinator. Well, he was Bruce Arians was the 
I think he was something before he became the offensive coordinator there. Because I remember somebody else was the offensive coordinator, and then they got fired. The dude that played golf or something, it's like uh, Todd something. I don't remember. Yeah, but but Robert. yeah, fell fell in love with Byron. <laughs> fell in love yeah. with Byron uh, and said he was the only guy he would bring in to call plays. And even now, as it sounds like he will be leaving, um, and reports coming out, you know, today and and yesterday, really starting to garner some um, some traction as far as him coming to Jacksonville. Dilla reported today, Byron left, which is the clear favorite. They want him. Dilla is usually pretty accurate. He's spot on. Um, I don't know how his job at Target allows him to uh, be the biggest Jacksonville insider on Twitter. I'm trying to get like him. Really, really am. But um, this this one should make people happy. Dilla said he was told Bill O'Brien's interview sucked. And apparently his interview went from 4 to 6 p.m. And the Jaguars uh, organization was at the airport by 6.30. So it was not one of those situations where the interview went a little longer. Um, yeah, no, nah, they got the fuck up out of there. You got your two hours. We got the fuck out of there. So yep. <laughs> Jag, Jag, the Jaguar fans will be very happy about that. Um, I wasn't as down on the Bill O'Brien possibility as others were, but I've been on the Byron kick since literally maybe three shows after we interviewed you the first time. Like right away, we kind of felt like, oh, this season's going bad. A lot of Doug getting out of here talk was happening. And I was like, hey, listen, if that happens, I want Byron. And that was then. Um, now I want him even more. And I think that him getting to learn from Tom Brady, uh, being and, and it's, a, it's a give and take. You're the coach, but you also learn. You should learn in every situation. It doesn't matter. Um, so if you're sitting here and you're, you're working with the GOAT, that does nothing but help you become better because now you're telling him, well, this is what I would do in this scenario. And the GOAT's coming back and saying either, yeah, that's true, or this is what I would do. And now you, you have this back and forth, this dialogue opened up between you. And if you watch a man, man in the arena – has been fucking phenomenal. I don't know if either of you got a chance to watch that. It is great. And as you as you watch it, you see just how hard Tom Brady works. And then you hear reports, and, and this is this segues into where I want to go with this, um, because I wanted to ask you if you've ever heard anything like this in your years coaching in the league. Byron Leftwich, uh, Shady McCoy says on a podcast the other day that Byron actually uh, – Mike Evans needed a thousand yards to hit a bonus. And so last couple weeks of the season, they were already in the playoffs. Didn't matter. Byron was literally going to guys and going, Hey, you, you, uh, you need an incentive bonus. Let me know how far are we away? I'll scheme it up to get you there. Mm. Like as a player, can you imagine? He said, I've never heard that before. He's like, I've never seen it. He said, that shit made me love Byron Mm -hmm. because he was a former player. He's been there. So he's coming up to me going, we're in the playoffs. We're fine. Yeah. So he's going, you know, Mike Evans, all right, you need a thousand yards. You only need a couple hundred yards. Bet I'm going to scheme it up. So you the target. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So imagine like as a player, right? Like you, you're sitting here now, you know that your coach has your back, not just on the field, not the wins and losses that apply to him, but on, we're talking your bank account now. Mm -hmm. Like that's a great feeling. Have you ever heard any coaches doing anything like that at your time? Never. That's incredible. That, that, I couldn't even imagine, you know, being in the locker room and you know, like, you know, that guy's actually looking out for people like that, like that. I mean, that, what do you say? The the players coach, but at that, that's like another level. Yeah. That's above and beyond. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's great. I think that's awesome. 
regardless if I was getting the bonus or somebody else was getting the bonus, like that's that's yeah. Awesome. yeah. And like I say, it don't matter. They don't come out. It don't come out of his paycheck. So it's like, bro, I want. I need one. I need everybody. Whoever got incentives, if if we can achieve them after after the team, if the team goal is to get here then we can start knocking out some individual goals on the way to where we need to get to because... Who's our coach? Byron! Let's go. That's it. I thought you were going to hold it again. No, no, no. <laughs> just give me the little bite. Who's our coach? Byron! Who? Byron! Say what up to Byron! What's up, Byron? What you thankful for next football season? He's right, Jesus Christ, and Byron! <laughs> That's why they thankful for Byron, right there. Oh, That's why. Because the man is out here caring. Like... You like I wouldn't run through a wall for you, dude. Like I, I've always loved players, coaches. Like if you didn't play the game, I was the type of player. I really didn't listen to you like that. If you didn't play the game, because you can't relate to me. Like I always listen to my coaches, but the coaches who played this game and they had that different bite about them. I just that's that's just I, I wanted to run through a wall for you. Like you presented the game differently to me. You ran the team differently. I wanted to play for you differently. Um, I remember my first season in arena. Being out there in Texas, that guy was a former player three seasons out. He was just playing three seasons ago, and now he's the head coach. He looked like he could still outplay half the defense. I mean, he was fucking jacked. Mm -hmm. Coach Tillis was, I mean, just jacked. And, um, and, and bro, he talked to you like a player. Like, he talked to you. There was a relationship there. and He could relate to what you were going through, and that helped you want to play even harder. It was just that relationship that was there. So I can only imagine if he's coming up to me saying, hey, listen, you know, I I know you only, uh, you know, four sacks away from hitting this. Let's go ahead and try to get that in for you. I'm going to make sure that I up your playing time a little bit to keep you in. You know, let me know if you need to come out. But otherwise, stay in there. Get you, let's get you your money. Like, that's special. That really is. So that just made me love Byron even more and want him for this position because, I mean. Who's our coach? Byron. That's it. That's yeah. it. I don't want to. And I was on the Doug Peterson train, right, Sean? Like, I was with you on Doug Peterson. I, I definitely do like the Doug Peterson possibility. I like Jim Carwell possibility. I like that as well. Um, but you talked really about Byron, you talk Byron in, last year before we hired Urban. Way back. Way <coughs> back I was on the Byron train because obviously the story is incredible, right? Like the nostalgia. As I sit here, I open this little pack. I got a pack of cards right here, y'all. This is a 19, I'm sorry, 2006 NFL Tops team set. And I can go through it, and guess what? You're right. He's right here. He's right here. This was the guy. That was our quarterback, man. And you're telling me, and somebody made a tweet earlier, and the shit gave me fucking chills. And it said, it said a man was brought in to be the savior of a franchise. Nobody knew he would do it 15 years later. Oh, my God. I just got chills saying it. <laughs> Nobody knew he was meant to do it 15 years later. Oh, man. Is he, is he Luke Skywalker? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. It's such a beautiful fucking statement. I wish I had my phone to give credit to whoever the fuck it was that tweeted it. Because it was fucking brilliant. I did not come up with it, guys. I didn't. I don't want to take responsibility for it. Whoever the fuck tweeted that, that was brilliant. And it's true. Like, bring Byron back and let him be. Like let we said, top pick. Top pick, right? So he can relate to Trevor right away in a different manner. It's top pick. So he's able to relate to Trevor differently. He understands the pressures of being the guy in this city, dealing with this fan base, in this market. 
He yeah. knows the struggles. And his look, and he can, and, Tra- and Trevor should be just fine because they're yeah. not gonna dog him. They're no. not gonna dog him a a a thirtieth. No. Of what they did to Byron Leftwich. No, 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 no. <laughs> bro, they was going crazy at that young man. <laughs> they look, when he first got here. They look, you know? they look different. They yeah, look different. Yeah, bro. So, it's still so, the South. It's still yeah, the South. Okay. Yeah, bro. Exactly. And that was and that was the early two thousands too. Like you know, what yeah, saying bro. things. Yeah, I bro. feel you. Bro, that stadium, bro. People used to wear the and people used to be having that flag on in the stadium. But so they were still, they were still, it was still a lot of eight jerseys while Byron was playing. It was still a whole lot of eights yeah. being worn. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, who, who's this? Who, who, who? Byron. Right. Who, who, who is it? Who's that called Byron? That's who. That's what they said. They said who's Byron? Who's that called Byron? Who? Byron? Mark. Yeah. Mark's awesome. I don't know. So I'm yeah I'm big on the Byron Leftwich trade man very big on it. Uh, Sean. Uh, by the way, uh, Marino said he's out at Paris Island, South Carolina right now. Oh okay. No. Let's see. So here's hey. what, <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know what the what up Cheyenne I see you. Um, Big Duval see Big Duval just gets to asking crazy shit. He won the he won the chain. Now he think he could just ask crazy shit. This is a crazy question. Uh, have you ever seen a player knock someone out on the coach's staff? <laughs> I was with him until the on the coach's staff. That was very specific. Like, have, have I ever seen a player hit a coach? Like, damn. I mean, I'm so so. I'm I'm pretty sure I know the answer to that question. But what what is uh what is one of the more outside of the shower fight? Is there any other uh any other brawls or interactions that you saw go down in the locker room that you're able to speak on? Besides that, um, the uh, Fowler and uh, Ngakwe was pretty crazy. Um, was it was it constant? Was it multiple times? Because we only saw the one on the practice field where they had to get broken up multiple times on the way back to the locker room. Oh, yeah. And then in the locker room, it happened again. Um, yeah, that, those two went at it quite a bit. And I think most of it was just Ngakwe. Um, you know, basically, you know, he's, he's like, no, I'm, I'm the man. Like, I don't care where you were drafted. Like I'm, I'm that guy. And, uh, so I, I think, uh, just seeing them two go at it a couple of times. Um, but really, I mean, if there was ever anything that happened between players, I, I never saw anything, um, Besides Ngakwe and Fowler and Ngakwe and someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Yan. I actually tweeted I tweeted Yan today for the first time in a yeah, long time. That. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was like the it was the first time I had seen him tweeting forever. And he was mm. like you know, diamond in the rough, which he's always, you know, called himself that, referred to himself as that. And I, I did love Yan. Like Yan was one of my favorite players. He just had that chip on his shoulder. He played with an attitude. Um, he definitely outplayed his, you know, his original contract and his draft positioning. And I just wish he would have taken that contract. I wish and I, his bank account wishes that because even now, yeah. you know, I think he just had a nine sack season this year for, you know, it's the first time really being successful since the trade. I mean, they was offering him 19 mil. They were about to, you know, they were trying to pay him like a top edge rusher. He just I think it was a year's issue. He wanted more years or more front money, whatever the case may be. There was something wrong with the original deal. And he felt disrespected and wanted to move on. And I think that was the worst decision for his bank account 
and one of the worst decisions for the Jaguars because that that Fowler, when you when you really look at the plan, and I said this before, Dave Caldwell had a really brilliant plan. If you look at how he was structuring that roster, Dante Fowler and Yannick Ngakwe was supposed to be, you know, Mathis and Freeney. Like, they were about to be the two dominant edge rushers. Calais was here to bridge that gap. They didn't know Jan was going to be who he was. And he wound up being that dude. So you were about to have two really good edge rushers for a long time. You were going to lock them both up. But then they, they could not coexist. And they were constantly bickering, constantly fighting. And, um, you know, it, it, they chose Jan. They said, all right, you know what? Jan's never been in trouble. Jan didn't slap an old man's groceries out of his hand, throw his glasses and all that shit. You know, Jan isn't sitting there watching his baby mama's fight in the stairwell. Uh, Jan isn't getting in trouble like this. We're going to keep Jan, and we're going to go ahead and move on from this guy, even though we invested a much higher draft pick. And we're going to go ahead and move on from Fowler. And it wound up being the wrong decision. It was the wrong decision. And I will say it's the wrong decision, not even because he's playing well now. It's because I think the rest of the team liked him more because, just like you said, Jan was was a short temper. He's always fighting people. It's like, bro, everybody else probably was probably getting along pretty well on that team. (laughs) It was and, a bunch of dogs, bunch of dogs. I was watching. I Telvin but, tweeted today. Did you see that? Telvin tweeted oh, today for the first time in a long time. Oh God, dude! He tweeted guy. today and said that he uh, he was looking. You know, he's been searching for a new why in his life, and he thinks he finally found it. And um, you know, strength. It was like strength, uh, discipline. You know, work ethic, whatever, whatever. And now he's found a new purpose, and that's another good one, man. I love Telvin Smith. I loved him so much. Uh, he was a heart and soul on that team. Was 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 Telvin was Telvin as big a part of that you know that seventeen run as as, as Ramsey and them? I think so. You got any Telvin Smith stories in the locker room, man? Telvin, he seemed like a fiery, fun dude. Yeah, man. <clears throat> that uh, that his last year, I know is uh, my cause, my cleats was actually me. Um, like he had my unit, the eighty second honest cleat, purple heart, um, Sergeant Carf, like w- you know, Wounded Warrior Project logo. Like he, like, um, and I remember I was supposed to get those damn cleats, <laughs> and uh, they were actually um, in his locker. And he's like, "Yeah, just go ahead and grab them." And I was like, oh, "I'll wait until you know you give them to me." And sure enough. Here in the off season, Telvin's uh, Telvin's not gonna be here anymore. But when I that news broke, t- how was how did how did that happen? Like, yeah, like because it was it was so abrupt, it was so random. Like, did did the players know what was going on? Did you guys really know what was up? Because I mean, he just is randomly like Telvin Smith is gonna take a break from football. And right, yeah, that was weirdest. Like, you know, there, there was nothing really. Um, that I could give you an insight, but they just, I mean, like you could see, like everybody was like, what the hell? Like that, that, that was one of your leaders. Like he, you know, having such a young team and having a guy like that, um, you know, that would have meant something special. Um, Mm -hmm. So you, you had Puzz leave after 17, then you had that happen. And then, you went from having Puzz, Miles, and um, Telvin, Telvin to, to just Miles. Miles. Yeah. And 
who knows who else is around him. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he he was one of those guys that you know, he would he would throw the uh, 10 toes down and I would mess with him and I would say, "No, it's five toes down." <laughs> <laughs> See, look, that's all my name. That's why I put my name like that today. Yeah, <sighs> I gotta, I gotta hold on. I gotta grab it. Hold on, hold on. This is my Sean Carp, though. We got a GI Joe. <laughs> no, so dead ass. My son, my son got this. He got this doll like this on Halloween, right? It's an OG. Um, it was an OG GI Joe. And if you go back and look at when we did our show, it was almost right around this time. It was right around Halloween when we did the show with you. Mm-hmm. So I was <laughs> explaining to my son, you know, who you were and, you know, kind of telling him your story and whatnot. And then he gets this doll and he was like, dad, it's just like the coach. And he's like, it's like, it's like Coach Sean. And so this sits in, this sits in my office. This sits up there with all the rest of the Jaguar memorabilia. And that's what we call it. This is the, this is the Coach Sean Carp doll, G.I. Joe. I think it's sick. <laughs> I, I think it's fucking sick. And the yeah, fact that, that he correlated me, those. It reminds me of my son whenever I first got injured and, you know, mm-hmm. stepped on the IED. They amputated my leg. and um, He would take all his toys and break off one leg. Like, mm-hmm. and, like all his superheroes, everything was missing a leg. And uh, so that reminds me of, I, I remember my wife, she, like, She's like, what are we going to do? I was like, I don't know. Just let them break the damn leg off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's pretty damn cool, man. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, the, for, the kids, kids, to, for the kids to correlate like that in that manner mm-hmm. and then for them to see it as a sign of strength and not see it as a sign of weakness and for them to look at it and be like, no, nah, that's cool. And like, that's a hero. Like, I just, I don't know, man. That's, that's cool. That's really cool to me. Oh, yeah. Duval, oh no, that's not a question for you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I ain't messing with Duval. Uh, yeah, so, a, so now I feel like Jimbo, man. Where's, hey, man. Yeah, shout yeah, yeah. He said he was at his mom's. We, uh, we, we live right now with Sean Carr, former strength and conditioning coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, now owner of a leg up pressure washing. If you need services from the pressure in the pressure washing field, rather, make sure you hit them up, man. 904-859-0931. Or you can check them out online at a leg up pressure washing.com. Doug. I think now I'm on a mission. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. on this mission. I'm gonna get you them cleats, bro. I'm gonna find <laughs> like like so so the Jaguar like fan base. There's only a handful of guys who have like every fuck, and I never understood how mm-hmm. they get every fucking thing. David Mendenhall, yeah, uh, Stephen Dickey, mm-hmm. fucking Jaguar Fitch, Jay Fitch, whatever. They get every piece of memorabilia, and I don't fucking know how. I don't know who they get this stuff from. They get loads of practice yeah. jerseys. They get fucking cleats. They get the gloves. They get all of that shit. And I don't know where they get playbooks, dog. <laughs> they'll have they'll have a whole guy's end of the year bag. They'll get his whole fucking end of the year bag. It'll have his fucking it'll like I got where the fuck is it? Oh, it's in the box. I got one of the face masks. I don't even know why a guy would have that. Why would you have a cold weather mask in fucking Florida? It doesn't make sense. But it was the guy's cold weather mask, his training pants, like it's got his number on it. Like I got those from them. 
They'll have the practice jersey. They'll have the shirts, the pullovers, all that, you know, and the tag has your shit on it. So, you know, you know, it's for you. Um, it'll have all that. And then it has the guy's fucking playbook. Like, how do you get your hands on this shit? But I guarantee you one of them. And if they don't have it, they know who does, who has those fucking cleats. I'm about to get on. I'm about to get in David Mendenhall inbox. Yeah, uh, I actually did Stephen Dickey's uh, house. Um, it was like one of the first houses I did. Oh yeah. And um, my wife worked with him a long time ago at um, Citibank, and um, she was like, "Yeah, you gotta check out his uh, man cave." And sure enough, when I went there to do the job, and you know, he knew that I was a strength coach, and he was like, "Hey, I got something to show you." And uh, so we walk upstairs. And I'm looking around. I'm like, what? So, like, I got a few jerseys on the wall, you know, a few helmets. But this was, like, everywhere you look, every corner, every inch. Mm-hmm. There were many helmets from every draft pick of the Jags, right. of the college team. The, like, I was like, what? Like, everything was labeled. There's lights lighting everything up. And I'm like. Dude, this is like next level. Like, right. I thought I was a fan. I go check my fandom. Like, right. Yeah, like that, I got, I got a couple plaques. I do a fucking podcast. Obviously, I got a Bortles rookie jersey, Trevor Lawrence jersey that I got from China. Uh, nah, I need, I need that. I need, I need Steven. I need whatever, <laughs> whatever Stephen Dickey got going on. Yeah, right? he got to share some of the wealth, bro. Because he got is. it. <laughs> I got I got a teal office that I think is pretty dope. Nothing like the shit those guys got. They got honestly, like I David Mendenhall honestly, has I the. Wouldn't spend that much money. On, I, he's I got the he's got the seats from the stadium. He's got the seats from the stadium and shit. Like and I know those like those were like three hundred dollars. Those were like three hundred dollars when they was on sale. The, when the like team was one, selling them. I think they were like one fifty. No, dog. No, when oh, they first there, came bro. out, when they first were selling the bitch, it was like three hundred. Yeah, I was <laughs> like when I was down there one of them day. They had three or four left or something. They had, yeah. I guess like one fifty. Yeah, we. Just, I should have grabbed some. I should have too. That's why I got. These I got a spoonie jersey. That's that's cool. I got a game issued spoonie jersey. Brian with a spoon jersey. So that's my throwback. That's my OG jersey, and that's real nice. That's a nice. Yeah, man. Some um. I was I almost I was just about to get to this box that had an inaugural season jersey in there. Ooh. I think it was like a Burline or somebody, bro. Pissed That's off, nice. bro. That's nice. Yeah, I want to get a helmet. I don't have like an official helmet. I spray painted uh, my son's old youth helmet, the military green, and then I put a matte black Jaguar logo on it myself. So I did that. And that's my Jaguar helmet, but I don't have like an official helmet. The goal is to get one of those real deal helmets at Shit, some who point. You tell her? I need one too, bro. I got to find me one too. I'm not. I got to get a plug. I got to get a plug at the stadium. I got to. Whatever Mendenhall and Dickey and those guys do, I gotta get into that club, and they they're not letting you in for the no, right. I'm they're not, not I'm letting not, you in. That I'm club. not doing what they got to do to get the things. I was just I need because right, I don't I know. It. I think they might be doing some unspeakable things. I'll do Cause it because David because Stephen like that's I mean no, not even Stephen Dickey, David Mendenhall really because Stephen Dickey just spending that cash. I know. I think, Stephen, I think he Stephen a paymaster. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Dickey is just dropping. He's dropping dollars on it, and I love that too. But Mendenhall, he's dropping dollars too. But he getting shit. 
he just getting game worn jerseys got, like off rip. He got he got a bunch of the jerseys, the authentic jerseys. Yeah. Like you know, so so the like jerseys. Like, like he's before, like, oh, well, no, like before you get the numbers on them, right? Mm-hmm. Like the jersey that's just ready to for yeah. the for the the seamstress or whoever that individual is that works and does the jerseys in the back. Mm-hmm. He just had a bunch of blanks, official mm-hmm. game like ready to be issued, ready to be done up blanks from mm-hmm. the 2015 jerseys, like that style. He had a bunch of them. I'm like, how the fuck did you get those? Like, who are you fucking? Somebody. Like, how? How is that possible? I don't know. I gotta get a you know, you know, but you know how it is, man. It's always a black market. Yeah, I need to be involved in it. I need to be in it. Because I, I I want some shit. There's some things I want. There's some things I want. Uh big Duval, he wants to know: have you ever seen Kismet firsthand? Seen the boat. The boat. Oh like I haven't. I've never been on it, but I know, um, like the year before I got there, or maybe it may have been two years before I got there in seventeen. But they actually had like a party on the boat. But like I, the only time I've seen it is like, you know, I, when I took my boat out, like <laughs> I would see it. Like I'm looking up at this boat, and I'm like, damn, is it that big? But oh, it's huge. I've never seen it in person. Holy they pushed it off right there. Bro, on you the seen the people? Uh, <laughs> you seen the people on Facebook tomorrow? Yeah, just look at him. Look at Sean Khan. Yeah, you got that big old boat. You know what that means? I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro! The, he's a fucking billionaire. <laughs> it means he's a billionaire. That's what it means. A, he wants, yeah, that's exactly that's what it means. Like, what are you talking about, bro? He wants nice things, where everybody likes nice things. But his nice things are just nice. <laughs> they're really they're they're going to be a lot nicer, bro. So yeah. that's that just, movie. Uh, <laughs> up. What's that? There's a movie uh, where like a lot of the um, final scenes, like the kismet gets blown up. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I gotta look. Damn, I gotta Google it. What the hell? Somebody in the audience know. They got to know what the movie is. But yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I figured it. I figured he, I figured he rents it out. I mean, I know he does rent it out. Um, a lot of shit. He'd make a whole bunch of money. A movie. Six, six Underground starring Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Six Underground. Yeah. Yeah, 2019 Netflix. Okay. Movie. Oh, wow. That's fire. That's fire. $200 million yacht. Jesus Christ. Look, Jimbo <laughs> says, is Sean trying to get back in the coaching? No, Jimbo. Sean's not trying to get back in the coach. I've already asked him if yeah, Byron, yeah. if Byron was, uh, if Byron, who's our coach? Byron. If Byron decided that he was going to bring back some uh, OG coaches, maybe, especially in, in why are we on the topic of it? I would see that making sense because, you know, the talk now is like bringing back, like re- restoring the culture. And so, no, Sean wasn't around for the 90s, but he was there for 2017. And so that's the recent, that's the recent culture that they might try to restore. So bringing back some pieces from there would make sense. But he says, no, bro, Sean is done with it. He's happy where he's at and he has started. No, Jimbo, he's looking. Yeah, Jimbo, and, and if you would have <laughs> been here, we started... 
pretty much fairly on time. Uh-huh. If you'd have been here, you would have known that, Jimbo. Jimbo, he doesn't want to come back because he's a business owner now, a leg up pressure washing, where you could call and get a quote today, 904-859-0931, or check him out online at alegupressurewashing.com. Mention Men Until Podcast and get a handshake. So make sure that you do that for shop. <laughs> yeah, we're not giving discounts, Sean. We're not hooking up. <laughs> he was like, hey, he was like, where the fuck are you about to go with this? We didn't discuss this. This is completely <laughs> off script. <laughs> no, you get a fucking handshake and a picture. That's what you get. You get a picture with a former Jaguars coach. So what's what what's your plans for the future now? So so there's been some discussion, potentially you coming back, you know, for some some uh individual you know appearances or whatnot but other than that what do you have planned moving forward with the company or or anything you got going on uh for me it's just growing every day um right now my goal is to get to a point where i have to hire somebody um you know and right now like i said i started off with a a used trailer with used equipment now i just Purchased a brand new trailer with a, you know, went from a four gallon per minute to an eight gallon per minute. So now I'm able to do even more work than I was before and um, brand new equipment. To me, it's every day I'm wanting to grow that brand and um, get to a point where um, it's a it's a brand that people in Jacksonville actually know um, because there's a couple different ones here and that are pretty popular, but um grow that and um really just keep growing myself um getting um you know like i said i got got the master's degree and now it seems like it doesn't matter but um to me i I think if you're not you're not getting more knowledge and and trying to uh better yourself and you're actually going backwards so right do you think you'll you see yourself ever utilizing that stuff again? Um, not necessarily in the NFL, I, but because I, I mean, in my backyard, I have a full gym. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I can see myself doing you know more one-on-one um, type training. And um, I've had a couple of people ask me, you know, can you train my kid? And uh, I, I really don't feel comfortable training, you know, kids as far mm-hmm. as lifting and stuff. Um, but, uh, I could see myself doing that just on the side because I I love working out myself. So, um, I got it right there in the backyard and, um, a personal trainers cost the damn arm and the leg. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what I saw doing, you know, myself, that was, that was my goal was to open up a, a training facility specifically targeting sports specific training for youth. And so that way you could target, you know, that audience and, and get them ready, whether we're talking combine prep or a lot of these. Now it's it's so less about the high school sports and more about the camps they go to. So getting them ready for those camps. Yeah. 707 camps, elite 11 camps, specializing in just that, focusing on that um, and getting these kids ready. Kind of like what uh, Denny Thompson, James Coleman are doing over there at Boost. Shout out to them. Shout out to the sports then. Uh, kind of like what they're doing over there. Uh, similar. That's that's definitely been a goal. So if I ever get that popping, it will be back in Jacksonville. And I'm going to be calling you. I'm going to be beating you down. Like, hey, come on. Come on. Because I need to put that on the, the fucking banner. Former Jacksonville Jaguar strength and conditioning coach. That's going to draw the people. Do you use that? Do you use that with your marketing? 
are we are we using that for the marketing on a leg up? Because we're talking veteran owned, right? Like you gotta want to. You would I would want to hire this company, right? It's veteran owned, veteran operated, former Jacksonville Jaguar strength and conditioning coach Sean Carp. Like what? I'm hiring you. I'm now. First of all, I'm never hiring you because you're not. I'm not getting my fucking driveway pressure washed. That's some crazy shit. I'm never gonna be that level white. Like that's white people yeah, shit beyond. That's a different said, level white people you shit. Said, you said, you, said you, you you said you you drive on it, right? You drive on that motherfucker. You know how many times I pissed on the driveway? Like I, I actually like to go outside and just piss outside. Like even out here, I love it because it's cold as fuck. So you walk out, letting the dogs out, and I just whip it out and piss right on the driveway. I love it, and I would feel I would feel terrible. About like, hey, come spray my piss off this driveway. Like, fuck that. That's, I, it's the outside. We talk about the outside, right? Like, you can come pressure wash my house, but uh, the driveway, bro. Like, that's why I'll never let B Mac live that shit down. Like the driveway, bro. I mean, I'm not working on cars in my shit anyway, so ain't gonna be no oil stains and all that. Like, that's not gonna happen. So the HOA stuff, whatever. Uh, but some these dudes get a little crazy here. Okay, they be they want that driveway sparkly white, and I love it for you. For you, I love it because you gonna get your money, but not for me. I'm not. That's a different level of white. That's a whole nother level of Caucasian. My wife yells at me when I piss outside. <laughs> Why the fuck did I read that out loud? Well, Michael LeBoy Osteen says, because she, "My wife she, yells at me when I piss outside." Because she should. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, we got a question for Jimbo before we get out with Sean. We let Sean go. Uh, Jimbo said, who was the biggest jerk player or fellow coach you worked with? He kind of answered that earlier with Ramsey. I don't Ramsey know. Is there anybody player. else who um, who was just kind of a dick to coaches? Um, besides Jalen, um, I know, like, towards the end, uh, Keelan Cole, um, but I think it was more just towards, uh, like I was saying with Miles, with the head strength coach, like just start butting heads with the head strength coach. And um, besides that, the only coach I couldn't stand was um, Marone, um, just because he reminded me of Eeyore walking down the hall. <laughs> He reminded him of Eeyore. Oh man, you with the black screen. Oh my god. I don't care. He was the Eeyore, bro. That's insane. That was great. <laughs> oh man. I could man, that's right now I'm seeing it in my head right now. I'm seeing it. Walking just him walking down the hallway with a bologna sandwich. Somebody asked earlier how many bologna sandwiches he's Sean has seen Doug eat. I wasn't gonna ask it. <laughs> I, I, I never oh. No. Shout out to UCF Jag in the building. Yeah, UCF. What's good, baby? Um, that's funny. That's funny as hell. Um, damn, I had a great follow-up to Jimbo's question about the jerks. And oh, oh, yeah, no. It was it was it, it was kind of parallel because he mentioned the whole strength coach. And that, that seems to be something that has come up multiple times during both interviews, the last time and now. Um so I, I'm not gonna pretend I've I've ever 
done anything like what you were able to do. I just coach at a measly high school level and I love it. But I've thought, you know, about pursuing and going further, right? Now, you know, I have some opportunities to potentially go coach some JUCO teams. And, you know, that's the next step logically for me. Um, and I've, you know, been asked by my wife, you know, well, what about what's, what's next? You know, and I said, I don't know if I'd ever want to coach in the NFL because I know what I have to do to motivate like my youth team. And then I know how I have to motivate my high school kids. And it's very different. And then I know what I think I would be doing at the next level, how I'd motivate my college kids. Uh, but motivating millionaires and men who make more money than you um, and who already have an alpha mentality and I have an ultimate alpha mentality. And so so I feel like it would be incredibly difficult. And so just what are you well, what did you experience or what are your thoughts on that? Just how difficult is it to coach at that level and not even from the basic what you have to do work-wise, scheming things up, not the not the level of work you have to do per se, but how difficult is it to motivate these millionaires, these men, and get them to do things that realistically they don't want to fucking do. Like nobody wants to show up and put the work in at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in that weight room. It's not a normal thing. So you, you clearly you get pushback from that. So how difficult is it to motivate those men and get them to do things that are going to make them better that they clearly don't want to do? Yeah, it's it's one of those um, like really you 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 know you're just telling them what what they have to do and that's it and they like most of them are gonna do it just because you know that's one more box to check but you got those players that know it all and and like working with those guys like it's so painful just because. I didn't, I never got to work with college athletes and see how, you know, and I know the big time five-star kids, you know, they're, they're going to be the same way that they know everything. And, but to me, like, I kind of wish I did work with, like you said, like the funnest coaching I ever did was um, when my son played football, like coaching young kids because you know, when you said something that like you, they, you see that look in their eyes and they, they respect it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, uh, and being a straight coach in the NFL and, and never playing in the NFL or never playing, you know, college, like it's, you know, luckily I had the respect of the players just because of who I was um like what i stood for and so the, luckily i had that but i know plenty of coaches you know coaches that that was the go-to from a player um you know how are you gonna tell me that you never did this like so hmm. <laughs> like luckily yeah. i never got that, but i could see like the frustration on those guys when they would somebody would say something it's like doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing. I went to school for this and I like Yeah. yeah you would, like, just like you had to go to school to play football. I I went right. to school and learned about this shit, bro. Like this is this is what we gotta do. School of Rock. We said it before. School of Rock has the greatest fucking has the greatest fucking uh the greatest quote ever. Those that can't do coach and uh, or teach. And those that can't teach, coach Jim. 
So that's the, <laughs> that's like my favorite quote. <laughs> it's on my heart on. And I'm I'm actually one of those guys that's like, man, you know, I played better or listened more um, to guys who played the game or, you know, that I had a level of respect for because of what they went through. And, you know, if you came in and you was just like, you know, a, a nerd who learned everything in the books, I didn't have the same level of respect for you. And so I, I can imagine it's even more so in the NFL when you're dealing with those guys. Like if you didn't, if you didn't, and, and even probably more so doesn't really even matter. Cause like I said, you're dealing with ultimate alphas who are making millions of dollars and your bank account don't look nowhere near theirs. So I'm a, I can just imagine how crazy it is. Sean K didn't ask for me. How do treat heel spurs? <laughs> what? How do you treat heel spurs? My heel is killing me at work. <laughs> Doc Tony now. Sean Carr asking for medical <laughs> advice. Stone Cold is asking Sean for medical advice. <laughs> I love this show. I love doing this show. <laughs> That's why Stone Cold's still backstage. <laughs> That's why you're backstage. Because I didn't want to bring you on the show and you asked this type of shit. <laughs> what? That's a great question. Great question, Stone Cold. I love you. He's not on right now, which is not funny. Um, truly great. Great. <sighs> All right, man. Well, Sean, hey, listen, I appreciate you for coming on, bro. I appreciate you for revisiting us. Hopefully we can do this a little more often, more frequently during the offseason. We'd love to have you on. Uh, definitely push the leg up, uh, pressure washing as much as we possibly can. Anything we can do to help, you know, we will do that. Uh, so anytime you have any events, any promotions coming up, get it over to me. I'll get it out to our fans as quickly as I can. Uh, I do I do urge all the listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, those of y'all who are listening, uh, watching us live as well. You guys, go check it out, man. A leg up pressure washing. I know I joke and kid about me not using it. I ain't pressure washing my driveway, but a lot of y'all got the macho ways beating down your neck, okay? You need to go ahead and get the driveway clean. Looks a little shitty. You need to call Sean. There's nobody nobody else I would call for this. Honestly. You've never, you've never had, you've never actually done it yourself and had that. I've done it when I was a kid, bro. Like, I got pressure trouble. Washing. Well, because I was writing my name and words and stuff in the driveway. Oh, with I've never person. used a pressure washer. Oh, bro, it's phenomenal. No, I'm bro. lying. I used a pressure washer <laughs> at a restaurant one time when it's, I was like a teenager. It's great. Bro. I sprayed but, the grout. I was cleaning the floor with it. Bro, they wanted there, us bro. to scrub the floor, and I was like, "Why would I scrub the floor when I could use this gun?" And mm -hmm. I was just scrubbing. I was using the pressure washer to clean. Yeah, closed. Well, no, my parents had bought one and. I was, like I said, bro, write my name in cursive. I wrote a whole bunch of dumb shit in there. I went inside, said, fuck it. My mom came home from work. She was like, oh, since you started, <laughs> you about to finish. Man, oh. you do the whole driveway. Yeah. Is it hard? It, it, I mean, it, it was, bro, I didn't, it wasn't like a machine, bro. It was like a, I mean, it wasn't a machine, it was a machine, but it was like a, it was probably it like what, a, it wasn't what Sean got. Sean got the real. Oh no, bro! It was like a, it was like an eighty. It was probably like an eighty to like a hundred and thirty dollar thing that you hook up to the hose. Like, yeah, don't it, be it Jay. Had, it had good pressure. Don't be but, a Jay, y'all. Don't bro, be a Jay. Don't oh be a Jay. Don't be God. out here dudes in the eighty. You gotta call Sean. Bro, what? What's bro. the? What's it cost to do a driveway? I didn't want my. I didn't want my ass whooped, bro. So what, what's I it cost to do a driveway, Sean? 
If I needed to get my so driveway pressure wise, what would it be on roundabout? I'm sure it changes. Small driveways like a hundred dollars, and then um, like your average okay. driveway between one twenty five and one fifty. That's, That's not bad. That's if you got bad. a big ass driveway, it's gonna be a little bit more. Yeah. So you know, I you know, I bet who doesn't like this pressure wise the driveways? The fucking players, right? right? So right. we need to get every all the players should be using Sean. We gotta, we gotta make a move. The the Jaguars should be fucking with you. They should be, you know, putting your name up instead of yeah. Paradise. Hey, trying to pressure wash them. Hey, pressure wash them. Uh, them ramps. <laughs> yeah. Some pl- are, are some players dealing with you? You got some players yeah, clientele? A- they working with you? Yeah, Miles. Um, and then uh, yeah. Lamb. I did his house right before the whole news came out. Mm. <laughs> that was crazy. I made a lot of jokes. I made a lot of jokes about it. I posted a lot of pictures. I made fun of him for snitching. But it was the greatest thing ever. For Josh Lambert to come forward with that news was the greatest news ever. Yeah, bro. It was the best kick. It was the best. Hey, that was the best kick, bro. That was the best kick of Lambo's career. Shout out Josh Lambo. He saved us. He saved us. I never thought it was that bad. I never thought it was that bad. I never thought it was really going down that bad in the stadium. Um, and I should have. I should have known better. You used to pressure wash the kitchen for. Hey, I told you, Shimbo brought it up. You used to pressure wash the kitchen. Yeah, I used to pressure wash the kitchen. That's it. That's it. Cleaning pavers, that's money. I plaster swimming pools, getting them pavers clean, that's the money. See? So there you go. That Michael LeBoy Osteen, you need to holler at Sean Carr. Get him to come in. You lay the pools, he comes and cleans them. There we go. Look, man, I'm just trying to get you some more money. Though. I'm trying to push some more. I got you, bro. I got you. Like I said, we're going to be bringing you on the show a lot. The further you get away from your time with the Jaguars, right? Hopefully, you'll 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 voice even more. Because I know there's more, bro. <laughs> I know you're not giving us everything. And that's okay. Because you got relationships to maintain. And you're being moderately political. And that's okay. Like, I'm not about to get on here and ask you who you burn with. And all that. We're not about to put those people out there, right? Because we know. <laughs> we know. We know you got to protect some stuff, but as as time goes and we get further and further away from it and then like things become legal and accepted, I know we're going to get some good shit. So that's why we're going to keep going and I'm going to get as much Sean Carp leg up pressure washing business as possible generated from minute till because God damn it, we got the insider right now. Ain't nobody else got this. <laughs> Shout out, shout out all the Jaguar podcasts. They're not doing this, okay? They're not telling you about Jalen Ramsey shoving coaches in a trash can, okay? They're not giving you that. They're not giving you that. They're not telling you about Jan getting in butt naked fights in the shower. Okay, he wasn't naked. I'm embellishing. We ain't telling you about Jan fighting somebody over the shower, okay? That's different, all right? We're giving you the, the shit. I appreciate you, Sean. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I love everything that you're doing. Shout out. Uh, make sure y'all check it out. Again, a leg up pressure washing. Go on ahead, hit him up for a free quote, 904-859-0931, alegopressurewashing.com for all of your pressure washing needs. Holler at the former Jacksonville Jaguar strength and conditioning show, Con, uh, Sean Carf, man. Appreciate you, my guy. Oh, appreciate yes, you guys. Uh, hey, um, let me know what game you're going to as far as next season and uh, also uh, any away games. Let yeah. me know if you're going to go to away game or not. Yeah, for sure. We'll link up. Definitely. 
Definitely. Yes, sir. I got you. I got you locked in, man. So we're going to link up for sure. All right. All right, my brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you, my guy. Sean motherfucking Carbs! Shout out. Oh, why'd I press it twice? <coughs> That's a long-ass applause. It is. Oh, there it goes. All I have to do is press it again and it cut off. It deserves it, man. Yeah, oh, absolutely. More and more and more. Let's get this guy on so we can stop fucking crying in the goddamn hey, back. Hey, I've never seen... Dude. I never seen somebody cry so much. Like, like all the crying. Don't make me pull up. I my phone going off. I see his name. I'm not reading that shit. What is you, you <laughs> send me inboxes on Twitter? I'm not reading none of that shit. Like, I'm interviewing Sean Carf right now. And this is not about you. And it's this so guy right. always, he always peeking in the window. Stone Cold Steve Boston. Stone what? Cold always peeking in the damn window. It was a little, it was a legitimate question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even read it. I don't know. I just saw. Oh, Stone Cold. Yo, that was great. I love Sean Carter. Oh, yeah, man. He, he seems like a real cool dude. One of the best. One of the it's, best to do it. Listen, look, real cool guy, man. Would have would have would have loved to have met him, huh? <laughs> listen, let me tell you, if I could, I would kick Jay off the show when I do interviews. Like the more mouths that are on the show, the worse. I, I know that I catch myself talking too much. Like, nobody wants to hear us talk while Sean's talking. So I'm like, let me let me try not to talk too much. Let me just ask and let, kind of leave it quiet for him. And so, if I could, I would Bear get Carter, the fuck huh? out of here. I would take myself <laughs> off. I I would just fucking ask a question and turn the camera off if I could. But that's that's why. That's why we love you, Stone Cold. Ah, okay. We love you, though. It was a legitimate oh. question, though. I mean, my heel has been hurting like hell from work. I can't, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? That guy literally said he got heel spurs. Like Go to my, the DC game. My ankle Washington. swelled up in the boot today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a little swollen ankle going on, little foot heel spur. Yeah, you know right, who you right. could talk. I got a buddy you could talk to about that. He worked for True Green for years. Craig had the heel spur. Remember that Jimbo or uh, Jay? He was always crying about the foot. It's them, it's them bogs, bro. It's the bogs. Well, yeah, man, that was a great interview with Sean Carp. Oh, excuse me. Shout yeah. out to him. Beautiful, beautiful. And and then we found out the fucking Kismet was on a movie. I had no yeah, idea. Bro. Six Underground. I gotta go watch it. Six underground. Let me click on Netflix right now. Netflix 2019 star mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. The Kismet Yacht. Right there. Shotgun's yacht. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, you know what we haven't done? We haven't played my new favorite commercial. Mm-hmm. So let's get to that. Let's shout out to the sponsors. Hey Jacksonville. One of the best parts about living here, being able to entertain outdoors year-round. But in order to do that, you have to have the right setup. Whether you need to protect the little ones with a privacy fence or go all out with a new deck, built-in grill, fire pit, seat, you get the picture, right? There's only one guy to call, and that's my guy Jalen over at Anchor Fence and Deck. They are the best in the business. Call for a free quote today, 904-859-5481. Mention Men and Teal and get a discount on your install. We all need somebody to hold us down, and nobody holds you down like Anchor, Fence, and Deck. Check them out online at anchorfence-deck.com. Boy, listen, I'm so raw with them commercials. Listen, Stone Cold, you don't understand. And I do all that. That was an A-plus, man. That was an A-plus. Man, you hear me? I'm about to make one for Sean Carp. 
That's what I'm about to do. Let me get some clean driveway pictures, some before and afters. Dirty-ass dirty driveway, clean-ass driveway. A leg up pressure washing. We got you. Like, I'm about, man, what? Look, apparently, apparently I started watching that movie before already. Oh, what, for real? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It came, yeah, 2019. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to do Sean Carp for commercial. We got to do Sean Carp for commercial, man. Just off the strength. Just off the strength. But, you know, let's do you know, uh, you know, I should have asked him about I should have asked him about players not showing up to the game, even though they're not playing. I should have asked him, is that normal? Dylan Moses. Oh, Dylan Moses. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? I'm a free agent. I'm oh, that's not the clip. That's not the clip. I loaded the wrong clip. Where the hey. fuck is Dylan? That was the clip I meant to load, and I didn't. I didn't send it to my shit. So I'm sorry. AK, I, I who's our play. coach? Who's our coach? Byron. Who? Byron. Say what up to Byron. What's up, Byron? What you thankful for next football season? Who's our coach? Byron. Who? Byron. Say what up to Byron. What's up, Byron? What you thankful for next football season? He's right, Jesus Christ, and Byron. Who? Byron. Who? Byron. Who the Jags next head coach? Byron. Who? Byron. Byron. <laughs> I love it. Byron. And I'm not so just saying it, though. On the run. <laughs> it's, it's reports are out, Stone Cold. They oh, out yeah, there. I, I believe it, man. No offense when you, you're showing up to an interview in a teal suit. Bro. I want you. I, I'm. It's, this is about to be reality, oh, fellas. God. That's representing. This is about to be reality, fellas. Byron. 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 Come on. Jay, it's about to be reality. This is what you're going to be looking at, and it's so glorious. You got to be looking at Byron Leftwich back in till coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you understand? It comes full circle, man. He started here. Like I said, that that tweet, and I I, I gotta find it because I gotta get a guy credit. Sounds but amazing. that tweet, that tweet is incredible, incredible. Who'd have known that the man who was brought in to be the savior of the franchise was years just later. just fifteen years early? That's all. That's all. Now he's coming back and he's gonna do it. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Have you seen beautiful. some of the clips out of Marshall? People have been tweeting up. Yeah, so we actually um we 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 deep dove when we had I don't know if you saw that episode when we had uh his former lineman from Marshall on the show. That might have been right before the UCF show, so you wouldn't have seen it. Uh because you weren't on us until the UCF show. But yeah, that uh we actually interviewed Joey Stepp, who was his guard at Marshall. Um, and he was a part of that whole carrying him downfield and stuff. Um, so we did the Joey Stepp interview and it was incredible. And it was one of my favorite interviews because he gave you the raw. If you haven't watched that episode, I recommend everybody going to watch that episode because he's telling. I mean, he he doesn't he's not in the industry anymore. So he's telling everything he's talking about, like parties. He's talking about who was doing what he's talking about running illegal gambling operations. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was, was giving all the he was, was breaking was, all the news. That, that was a good episode. Yeah. Um, and now he's like a magician, <coughs> like that's so that's what he's doing. Yeah, crazy. That's a weird crazy. career change. Well, yeah. So, uh, but definitely great. And all he spoke on was Byron's leadership and his ability, um, and you know how he was and the type of man he was, the type of player he was. 
So uh, definitely a great interview. If you guys are looking for something, I will tweet the uh, the link. Make sure you go check that one out. The Byron Leftwich, uh, Joey but, Step interview. But honestly, it speaks a lot when Bruce Arians actually admits that if Byron goes, he might retire. He might retire. Think about that for a second. If Byron Leftwich leaves, I might retire. That's incredible. Like, I'm sure. And now now let's let's be fair here. I'm sure he's a, a year or two away from retiring anyway. Oh, yeah. Already there. <laughs> but just for him to say that, he knows the, the type of uh, endorsement that will be. Oh, yeah. Um, That's he great really does. How, how many coaching uh, jobs has he actually interviewed for besides ours? I think I haven't seen his them? name pop up that much. I think one other. I think he interviewed for Denver. If I, I if I Bears. remember, it could have been the Bears. It could have been. It was one of those two, Bears or Broncos. Um, real melancholic had a great question. Would Byron bring an OC with him, or would he run the OC position himself? I think he'll have a guy in place. Yeah, like he'll call the play. I'm pretty is sure. That, is that normal hierarchy? For these for Sean McVeighs, like he has an OC still, right? I would love for him to hire uh, Jim Caldwell as his OC. I don't think I don't think it'll be like a guy like that. I think it'll be uh, you know a younger, like a more up and coming guy. I would think. I'm and then this is a hundred percent speculation, hundred percent. Yeah, I would have to really look at the hierarchy out there, like in the Rams organization and those places. And you never know, Jim Caldwell. And Jim Caldwell, and if, if Jim Caldwell was saying, "Hey." No, I want to be. I would like to help him. I would like to. I would not to like help, but I would like to be. It's, it's I don't know if I want that though. Like know. as a, if I'm Byron, that's what I'm saying. Like no, as I'm a saying, coach, yeah, as I'm, a coach, I don't know if it, I would, would want somebody up, under me who has done it before. Yeah. Like I don't know if I really want that type of help. I understand the benefits of having it, yeah. but I don't know. I don't. You know. I don't want ever want that struggle. And then you got to kind of – you really would have to trust that guy, right? Because you you never want to feel like they're yeah, kind of misleading yeah, I mean, yeah. you so then they can take your job, right? Like, that well, could be a thing. Well, also, there was some speculation on 690 today that would Todd Bowles come with him? Because Todd Bowles helped him out for the interview. Yeah, I don't, DC. I, don't, I don't think that's a thing, though. You can't make that lateral move. You have to have your team's permission to make a lateral move like that if True. you wanted to. And why would you want to leave Tampa Bay to come be the D.C. and Jacksonville, first of all? And then secondly, know. why would the Buccaneers agree to lose both coordinators? That yeah. just wouldn't make sense to me. I wonder who he would bring. The only name that I have seen consistently linked to Byron as coming, if he comes, is the Adrian Wilson. Which I would be happy for as GM. Yeah, I'd be happy for that. I love it. I love it. And now, now, here's something else that I've that I've been reading and uh, have heard from several sources is that the second round of interviews will take place starting next week. There will be a second wave of, and when I say a second wave, I mean Byron will get another interview. Well, they did that last year. mm Hmm. And so Nate Hackett probably will get another interview. Kellen Moore will get another interview, I think. Um, I'm also hearing that Bill O'Brien had a t- bad interview. wasn't a good interview. So yeah, that's I heard good. that too. So that's promising. Um, e. Dillard reported that earlier. Um, so that second round of interviews will be Trent Balky lists, is what I'm hearing. And with that, 
those the tight the hard questions will then be asked of if we offer you the position who would you be looking to pair up with as general manager and well, that's I, when those questions come and that's when the I, adrian wilson comment will come and so so the trent bulky being here for sure because we all kind of thought he would be gone by now if he was going to be gone but the whole trent bulky being here just because he's still here i don't think is a thing i think that it is going to be completely up to the guy they hire yeah so but i do I'm, like the adrian wilson thing yeah so that's basically like uh the last interview tomorrow is matt Eberflus, i believe it is terrible and, i don't know why and, don't and like basically <laughs> basically shot after that is like your services won't be needed now <laughs> yeah. yeah it could be and i i think that and I, I, now that beginning, i think about it the beginning stages yeah i think that it was fair too <laughs> i really do i think that it was fair because it allowed the candidates to make a decision on you. It's not me saying we're going to fire you and move on. Yeah. It's me saying I'm they, going to let this would. guy decide. The guy we hire is going to be able to decide would he like to work with you or not. And if he yeah. says no, then we move on from you. Yeah, because if all the candidates say no. So I think next week will be his top three. I think so. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I feel bad. So are you I rooting? Are you rooting against the the Bucks this weekend? Are you are you going for an Eagles win? Because the quicker they're out of well, the playoffs, I mean, technically, yes, I I would be doing that, but I don't see it happening. I don't know. Just, they're just beat like, the fuck up, bro. They are beat the fuck up, and the like, Eagles' well, defense is really good. And like tomorrow, Darius Slay is giving up like 25.6 rating like against him like completion percentage like he's not giving shit up and he's uh, balling and they're well, healthy figure their receivers are hurt too who uh, Tampa? Bucks. that's yeah. what I'm saying yeah, no, Lenny's yeah, Lenny's hurt yeah. Lenny's out like you got Rojo back I guess um he hasn't really been much of nothing the last two seasons um they all their receivers are hurt there's no more a b they just brought in John Ross. Like John they Jones. Bought, they, John Jones. John Jones. John Brown. That's was, what it was. John Brown. John Brown. We had John Ross. Yes. Yes. John they Brown. brought in John Brown. So uh, we had both of them. Did we have John Ross? We had John Brown. Yeah, we, we had, had John, John Brown. Brown. I was about. They to brought say. in John Ross. We had John Ross last year. Let me see. Now I got a. Yeah, look. we we haven't had anybody named Ross. We had John Ross last year, and then we had John. Uh, we had John Brown this year. Yeah, we had John Brown this year, right? So is that who they brought in, John Brown? Yeah, because uh, I, w- I was thinking to myself, like, uh, like tomorrow's Raiders, yeah, and Cinc- Raiders in Cincinnati. I don't know. I have a feeling Raiders might pull it out because I don't know how if it's a will or a way thing. But Derek yeah. Carr pulls a W out of his ass. He's good, and- man. He's so good. He, like, he, he just I pulls it out. <laughs> I don't know why why we don't like Derek Carr more. Like well, I I do. I he was on my fantasy. I I made. <laughs> he's a good points. quarterback. Really good quarterback, and he's an old school type of guy. He wants to be a Raider for life. Like. He's and then I've watched clips now and videos of him talking to people like during games and stuff. And he's just a fucking nice guy. He's he's just overall a good guy. And he's a dog. Like usually you don't get nice guys who are dogs. He's a fucking dog. So you got to love it, man. I really I really think Carr deserves a little more respect put on his name. But going back to the Raiders, I don't think. I don't think they fire. 
their head coach. No, I, I don't like see, to see how him. you fire him. No, I would love to see Rick Bisaccia stay as the head coach. I think he's earned it. I know he's a special teams guy. Okay, so was John that's Harbaugh. not a, that's not a great thing. John Harbaugh um, was. So is Urban, <laughs> and so was Joe Judge. So I mean, there there's a few bad examples to go along with it, and they don't True. specialize on a part of a game that is you know is super important. Um, but they already have coordinators in place and whatnot, right? So they already have an OC, they already have a DC. Yeah. So it's not like he needs to specialize in any side of the ball outside of that. He would and be clearly he's been a good coach. They made they're in the fucking playoffs, okay? They won. They won significant amount of ball games after losing their coach, after losing their star wide receiver, after losing their first round pick corner, after losing the defensive line. Like they have lost so much after Darren Waller went down for weeks. Yeah. Like what? And they're still able to win. So I think I think he sticks around. I don't like that the job is continually mentioned as an open position. I think that's disrespectful as fuck to him. I really don't get it um, because he is not an open job. He is the coach. Um, so until they say otherwise, I just think that should cease. I really don't understand it, but um, we'll see. I, I do find it interesting who who will Byron pair up with. I feel like it's already a lock. Like as long as I, Byron I, I, accepts I the that. position, I, I feel like it's a lock. It really. I get that, that feeling too. I really yeah. do. Which I think Duval. I think Duval gets what it wants. Does that help? And I'll ask our season ticket holder friend here, Jay. Does that help your <laughs> hype? And obviously, you're not going to be anywhere near the hype of last season. But does that help the hype going into next season? You get, a, not only do you get Byron Leftwich returning to Jacksonville, you get the first black head coach in Jacksonville Jaguar history. And if uh, Adrian which, Wilson comes. Then you'll have the first black GM uh, in Jaguar history paired up. Uh, you get this young, hot, new mindset uh, with everything that we've talked about for why we like Byron even more so after, you know, going through and talking about the stuff we talked about earlier with Sean, does that kind of re-spark some hype going into next year for you? You did? No, he's, thinking, bad, he's thinking about my, how to answer this. No, nah, bro, I was in my phone, bro. Sorry. But no, nah, but it does, um, but no, nah, it builds, it does build hype. Um, Mel Tucker but, was an interim coach, Josh. But not the, but not the. It's not the same as, as Urban. But I mean, for me, it builds some hype that I like. I mean, but at the same time, I know that uh, it's still gonna be just gonna be tough, bro. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's it's still Jacksonville, bro. True. Yeah, true. So it's it, when. Yeah. <sighs> Pray for him. We'll pray for him like I did like I did when he was a player. <laughs> and you just gotta go out there and like I say, finish the job, bro. Like I said, you got drafted here. Now you got a chance. Now you got a chance to come back and finish the job. So I mean I'm gonna sign I'm I'm gonna have season tickets. So I I, right. I just I just love knowing the fact that you know he comes from the Jack Del Rio. That mm. culture. Then he went to Pittsburgh, so he's been part of Tom Comlin. Uh, yeah, Mike Tom, Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. God, my brain trailed <laughs> off. Then he went to Arizona, 
with uh, Bruce Arians, and now it's just come first cir- full circle. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, from what I heard, Bruce Arians' culture—I mean, he has like a board of shit you did wrong, and he puts names up on the board just to let everybody know, hey, you fucked up at that, and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. accountability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's something that'll make you smile. There's one, two, three, four, five teams that haven't even sniffed a playoff appearance since Jacksonville has. Five teams. Five teams who have not made the playoffs since prior to 2017. Who are those you know what teams? that means, right? You know what that means, right? Time to play a game. Uh-oh. Time to play a game. Five teams who have not made the playoffs since Jacksonville last has appeared in 2017. Stone Cold versus Jay. We're gonna give Jay first guess. Are we you counting? This you, year? you don't have to. You don't have to spout out five in a row. Yes. Are we counting this year? Um. Yes. 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 Uh. Yes. Yes. All right. You don't spout out. You don't. You don't have to go. But 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 you know, Jay can go first. I took away a couple. Give me of one. Um. I don't know. Uh, shit, the Jets. Yes. Last playoff appearance, 2010. That's one off the board. The Rex Ryan era. Yes, sir. What you got, Stone Cold? Uh, the Giants. The Giants. Correct. Last appeared in 2016. Let's go, guys. So we got Jets and Giants. Work. The New York teams. Fuck those guys. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Jay with another one. That is correct. The Jets, the Giants, and the Dolphins. Dolphins last appeared along with the Giants in 2016. We have two more teams. Let's go. You guys are killing it, man. Uh, I'm going to say the Texans. Incorrect. Or they they were in eighteen, weren't they? The Texans were in in two thousand and nineteen. Are you saying that count this year yet? Because they haven't started yet. This year, no. This year counts. This year like, counts. Yeah, that, that took I, away I, some of my. I have guesses. I have the twenty twenty one list. Yeah, so the Cardinals are on here. You know, yeah, Raiders that, are on. I was, here. I was about to say. I was about to say the Cardinals. <laughs> that, took away, <laughs> that took away a couple of my guesses. Um, two teams. One of them is very very obvious. Um, the other one maybe not so much. Uh, shit, uh, Denver. Let's. This guy is cooking right now, dog. Uh, cooking right now. 2015, the Denver Broncos did it. Carolina. No. That's a big. Stone Cold with two with with two bad ones. When, right when now. was the last time they were in? Oh, and then, uh, Carolina was in in 2017 with Jacksonville. Oh. One more team. <laughs> it is literally the, the Colts. What? Is it the Colts? No, oh, no, no the Colts no, were in cool. in 2020. Oh, they were, they were in. in uh, yeah. Yeah, remember Phillip Rivers? No, the yeah. Vikings were in a couple of years ago. No, no Vikings were in a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah right. they were in 2019. Uh, this is crazy. I am shocked. No, no the Cowboys made the playoffs this year. Yeah, they're in this uh, year. Hold on. Um... I'm just trying to think. I'm just going through the tears right now in my head. 
Is it the Chargers? Oh. It's the 49ers. No, 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 no. They, they oh, were no. a couple years ago. Hold on, time out. <laughs> what it, what is, bro, the, what, no, what y'all say? Y'all gonna be oh, like, Detroit, no shit. Detroit, Detroit, God. Yes! The Lions, what's up? <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. I'm high, so I have an excuse. And I pulled, hold yeah. on, and I pulled out four, and I pulled out. <laughs> yeah, Josh, I'm like, bro, Josh, they're Josh, terrible. Well, like, come on. We, we all knew Jets and Giants. Everybody knew that. Yeah, but you should have known Detroit too. I, I, it slipped my mind. Like it terrible. I got, the, order. I got the I got the hard ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Denver. That was yeah, the one you I was did. saying. Denver. I, I, I figured the Denver one would be like kind of hung up. The Denver and the Dolphins, I think, were great pulls. The the Jets, even the Giants, is a great pull because Saquon Barkley. I mean, you figured they've had a good team. Yeah, um, but ever since Eli been gone, yep. I know they've been in the playoffs. Yeah. That's it. Those are the other five teams. And actually, they didn't even make the playoffs since last year. Ever since that, uh, that the shirt, the 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 boat pick. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. Uh, and no, Washington was in the playoffs last year. Melly Collick. Yeah, yeah, they were. Taylor, Taylor Heineke, Heineke. He almost, he almost yeah. beat Brady. <laughs> he yeah. almost beat. God, that would have been so great. The legend of Taylor Heineke grows. I love Taylor Heineke. I that was incredible. I would like to see Byron win a second ring, but God, I want him to be the coach right now. Yeah, I want to go ahead and get it out the fucking way. Shit, he got bro. He got one as a he's got two rings and a coach. So that's yeah. that's more than enough. he got hardware. He yeah, can knock right. on he can he can knock oh, yeah, on with doors. The Steelers. Yeah, he won that as a backup yeah, with, with the Steelers. Steelers. Yes, sir. Byron's already got two, man. He's had enough. Let's get that shit out of here. Yeah, bring it out. How bring, weird bring do you think that is to play for like? Steelers were like our arch rival for years, and and back in that time they were they were big time rivals back at that time. Well, yeah, remember he, Byron came after there wasn't no well the AFC what, the Central what did the Central leave? Oh no, remember? the Central was gone by then. Yeah, yeah. The Central was gone, but so we, so we they didn't were play still, them, but, but we didn't play them as I mean that we were. Oh remember, no, we that was like a legendary them. battle. Yeah, that was yeah, that was we, still a really big rivalry. I mean, the yeah, Titans because, were number one, but that's number two. Yeah. What I'm saying is, him as a player, we felt that as fans. No, 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 no. No, the games were hell. No, 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 no. Those players felt that shit. Like you got to remember to play. Like the like David Garrard. Like that's that time. Like knocking Mojo, Mojo knocking Trey Paul, Troy Polamalu the fuck out on that block. Like, like they hated us. You don't think. You don't think that like our like yes, it has it's the history. Like you could read the history and see, but like our fans in that stadium, like we turn up for that shit because we used to play oh, yeah, them yeah, yeah. twice a year. Yeah. Like we own we, that. Stadium. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's as big of a rivalry to them, but it is yeah. definitely well done. And honestly, I would dare say we that own that Pittsburgh, stadium. Pittsburgh, because you you got to think about it, right? Like a rivalry. Yeah. Like a rivalry has to one one that is truly felt on so both sides. Hey, that's Michael, the thing that matters. This is Michael. There's a reason we didn't read it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a thing. That's <laughs> not a thing. Mike, Mike, listen. You can't hire a guy to be an offensive coordinator who's never coached a down of football at Just all. Just like you shouldn't hire a guy to play tight end who's never played tight end. It's, it's not that's not a thing. You can't. You can't. Now you can hire Tebow as a quality control coach, 
You could hire Tebow probably as a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, he can go out there with Sean Carpenter. He stays jacked. But you cannot bring him in as a play caller. Hell no. Because he's never done it. And he's never even done anything close to it. Like, he's never been a quarterback's coach. He's never been a position coach. He's never coached, period. So, no, you can't. That's why That's why we if, avoided it. If Byron gets hired, he needs to get Keenan back. That uh, So, this is a tweet I saw earlier. Don't know how true it is because it's not the I same person. I saw that one. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't see the same. It's not tweeted by the same person. But I also saw a tweet from somebody else that said they saw Bill O'Brien in San Marco at a gas station buying a Red Bull in a Slim Jim, which was a very, very, very descriptive tweet. You would believe it until you find out that the interview was held in Tuscaloosa, that we actually flew to Alabama for it. So that obviously is a 100% lie um, because Bill O'Brien was not in Jacksonville. Um but seeing the tweet I saw today stated that Byron was at J- Jacksonville International Airport um, and that they yelled out, you know, when you get hired, bring back Keenan. And Byron just smiled real big. So I don't know if that's true or if that's a troll or may- maybe Buddy was trolling who posted the other tweet. Um, maybe. I know it was taken serious by a lot of people. It was being shared a lot, um, but I think it would be cool. I think that, you know, we, we've talked at nauseum about Keenan lost this job because of Keenan. Um, his players didn't do him any, any help in keeping him here. Uh, if no, you look the way at they who played was, in 2020 was garbage. They were, they were bad, and you didn't see anybody take that next step. You know, you were able to hang your hat on Keenan McCardell um, getting turning DJ Chark into a pro bowler. Yeah, 19. That, that was what you had at 19. You said, wow, look what Keenan did with DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. Look how Keenan's got Keelan Cole and them boys playing. They look like they were on the uprise of on the upswing. Uh, in 2020, you thought DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, and DD Westbrook would be a top 10 wide receiver core, and they were nowhere near it. They were I, a I horrible. I admit our quarterback play was shitty. No offense, Gardner, but yeah, not that shitty though. But not yeah. to the point. Not to the point where you have that level of uh, lack of production from those guys. Not to the point where you were getting no separation. It's the it was the little things that you was happening. No separation. Guys giving up on plays, giving up on routes, not really going all out for the ball. Like those were the things you started to see. And that's the type of shit that'll cost a wide receivers coach his job. Mm-hmm. Which, guess what, Mister Sanjay, you'll be losing your job too, sir, because what lack of separation, lack of separation is not because of the fucking plays. It's not because there were no plays called to get people open. That's a that's a ridiculous sentiment. Now you could say they weren't set up properly. You can you can go to the script that at didn't the time help. guys didn't run the right routes. There's a That's lot your of job. <laughs> right. So those players did not do any any uh, help, rather, for for uh, Mr. McCardell. But I would be definitely, definitely happy to see him come back. I think it'll be great. Um, I don't know if it'll happen, but it would um, be dope. What be Now, cool. here's a question I have for you, Jay. And how would you feel about this, sir? Byron Leftwich had a certain teammate who's a head coach. Not a head coach. I'm so sorry. He's a coach. Uh, a certain teammate that 
just recently made the news for his new coaching hire and where he will be. Someplace that you are very familiar with. Would you uh, see that individual coming to be a part of Byron's staff, even though he just got a, a pretty nice position down there in Gainesville? No, who got a job? Mike P. Oh, he did? Outside linebacker's coach. Oh, no, he's going to probably be down there. It would be interesting to see yeah. if Byron would uh, make that offer to join his staff and be a linebacker's coach in the NFL. Yeah, but I, don't, I think he'll – he might, but I think he's going to let him get his feet in the door with the college and get that right now. I wonder. I, I wonder what the relationship I is I like. Need, I just need him. Man. I need him out Florida right now. Get our, get our <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Mike P goes home, goes back to Florida. It would be cool. Maybe he spends a year there, and then Byron brings him up. That'd be dope. Get him up here next year. I think that would be good. Um, those are the type of former players that you can hire, Mike. Guys who are coaching, who have been, uh, you know, have, who have keep, had, or you just keep coaching strong. I do like that. What's up, Mr. Switch? You know who's not? I haven't seen. Where your cousin at? Where your cousin at? We were supposed to talk about a little mad. And I was supposed to tell Jimbo he beat me the other day. He wanted me to let Jimbo know. Oh, damn. I don't True know Jags where, fan, I don't know, know here. what's going on, bro. Yeah, I don't know where. Uh, yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. He got a win. He felt some type of way. He got a W, so, you know, he wanted to make sure that I put that out there because mm. Jimbo was killing him. Jimbo was killing him on the, on the reaction show. It was uh, kind of clowning him a little bit. So you yeah, want to put it out. Jimbo did go hard. Now I immediately, I immediately followed that dub he got up with another L for him. Had to go hey. ahead and give him an L back. How do you think the franchise would be seen if all of the pieces fall in place? Uh, you know, Byron left, which head coach, and the Adrian Wilson comes for GM. And then you look at the spin on it. First, my, he's actually the only minority owner, correct? Shabcom? Correct. And then the first ever minority duo in NFL history. Like I said, it's Jacksonville, so... <laughs> I think oh, on, yeah, a national, on a that. national scale, it'll be great. Yeah. You I know, think we it'll de- be applauded. We probably definitely hear Stephen yeah. A be like, I don't it'll, care about the Jags, but he'd be talking about it. It'll be one of those... Yeah, I think it'll be... It's the, it's the right move for Shad because there won't be a negative thing stated in the building. Like, Ever. on a national level, Right, the Ryan Clarks of the world, the Swagoos of the world, those guys, they're going to be big on board. They're going to be preaching positivity and whatnot for the Jaguar organization. They'll probably follow it up with that at the end, but they're still the Jags. You know, they'll still, they'll still crack some jokes, but it will be segments, multiple segments daily. Oh, I know from Stephen A. will have a lot to oh, say about that. For sure. It'll be big. Especially because that's, if you, I don't know if any of you have, if you turn on the TV today, that's all it was. Boy. Every single show was about only, there only being one black head coach. It's Tomlin. The best show today, though, speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. Speak for yourself was the best show today because you know Acho was taking it and riding, right? Was like, Joy on there? Uh, no. No. But they did, love, they did talk about it there, too. I love but he was, he was riding to the point where he actually did something great. He I had Joy a, to be on every show. <laughs> he had a a, <laughs> a a plate of poker chips. Seventy uh-huh. percent of them were gray, and thirty yeah. percent of them were red. And he dumped them into a bowl and shook it up. And he was like, "Do you know how difficult it will be to get 
six because only six head coaches currently in the league played. Yeah. There's only six of them that actually played. He said, do you know how, and only one of them is black. Do you know how difficult it would be to get five white poker chips out of this container or, or five red poker chips rather out of this container? If I was to just draw randomly right now, that shows you the odds of there being five black coaches or five white coaches who played the game before when 70% of the players are black. So it was definitely a a really a great visual. Great point. I do like, though, I like that there was contrast. Marcellus Wiley, who always great Jag, uh, one of the better guys on TV. He came back and he had uh, his own opinions on it and was uh, spinning it in a different direction. And I thought this was a great argument. He said, well, we know that there's more white people, right, in the world, okay? We know that there's, you know, there's the minority and there's the majority. So he brought up that point. I thought that was okay. The point that I liked that he drove home, the thing that, that gets looked over is... There's only 70% African-American players, 30% white. Only one black head coach currently in the league. So you're looking going, where's, where, why are there not more black coaches? So then the counter argument is, why are there not more white players? And then the answer to that is a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have, and that's talent. And well, the answer to the other side is the exact same thing. And I was just blown when he said it. And I was just, I was fucking blown away at how he presented that argument. It was, it was brilliant. So if you have an opportunity, go watch Speak for Yourself today. It was great to get both sides on that argument. Really mm-hmm. good, really good points. And he did. He crossed some lines that, you know, he, he made it very uncomfortable. He was like, this isn't, a, this isn't something that, that, that people want to talk about because you don't want to talk about how the black athlete is superior physically. And he said, but you don't want to talk. You don't want to have the conversation that a lot of these coaches or the, a lot of the guys who are trying to be coaches, they, they mm-hmm. really aren't the brightest crowns in the box. And, you know, they're not. They're, they were great players, but they're not the smartest. Of, you know, they, they, they don't have that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting piece. Did, did you but, hear the theory uh, of the Texans? The big theory going on there? The Brian Flores? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Get Brian Flores, Deshaun Watson wants to stay. Well, That's what they think. That's what they're hoping. Apparently, Flores was big on getting Watson to Miami, but of course... And originally, it was the opposite, right? Originally, if you remember correctly, a lot of the reports came out that the the organization wanted to go get Watson, and Brian Flores didn't. So, very interesting to see now reports are completely opposite. In fact, I read a report today that said that motherfucker told Tua, I should have got Mac Jones. That was an actual tree, uh, uh, story put out by TotalSports.com that Damn. he told to a, in an argument that he should have drafted Mac Jones. Whoa. But yet Tua beat Mac Jones twice. I'm just saying. That Man. is crazy. So uh, that is interesting, though. And, and you know what? I've always been big on having a dominant division. I don't want to dominate a weak division. Um. I do want I want the AFC South to be dominant. So well, you gotta figure a, if, uh, I would like Deshaun Watson to stick around in Houston. Derek, I would like Derek, them to get better faster. If Derrick Henry stayed healthy and so and we ran James Robinson the way he was supposed to be ran, we mm-hmm. would have had the bet top three like 
two of the top three rushers in We'd the league. We had three, the three top three and one division. In one division, yeah. Because I was having that argument on uh, on Titan or on AFC South uh, fan groups and whatnot. I was like, dog, stop arguing over who's better, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry. Just realize <laughs> you have three of the top running backs in football. Hey, do you follow JJ from since? No. Is it the BBC stuff? No. I got a piss. I thought that was hilarious. Bro, oh, it it's the Telvin stuff, bro. Oh, is he going in about people? Oh, no, it's just he, he, he retweeted, he quote tweeted it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you put one word. Can you just guess what the word is? What? It starts with a P. Oh, God. <laughs> JJ from 1010. I don't know. What's his handle? I don't even know. JJ LaSelva. Oh, my God. That is funny. Did he really? I don't see it. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's crazy. Who is JJ? I don't even know. Oh, somebody, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. You you actually like the tweet of uh, somebody saying bring Calais back and let him retire a jag. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I do like that idea. All right, man. We about 30 minutes over. Yeah, man. That was a good episode, man. Shout out to Sean Carp. Shout out to Shout Lego. Out yes, sir. Lego pressure washer. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, gotta love it. Gotta love oh, it. Shout out to Stone Cold for coming in with us, sticking around backstage until we done finished up the <laughs> interview, man. Stone Cold in the building. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate all of y'all for tuning in, man. I am your host, the Hot Take Hooligan, Agent K. That, my friends, is the cannabis analyst, Agent J. And we are out of here. First pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. 